forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains Telethon Joker, Zips, Bangs, and Pows, and gushing Batman Forever praise. Podcasters by nature are a cowardly and superstitious lot. It's Batman The Rides on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, where we say, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, thrill me again on a themed experience, please. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan. I I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> I can't get the song out of my head. I watched the music video shortly before we were recording and my jaw dropped. Um, and, uh, yes, Jason put this in my head. No one had a really catchy thing to say, so I just had this wonderful Batman song from Batman Forever in my head. Scott Gardner is here as well. Yeah, I uh, I think we're gonna have more fun than a kiss from the rose on the gray. When you, it's gonna be <laughs> more fun than when you get kissed on the gray, and don't forget that mm-hmm. that's what's being said. People don't believe it when you tell them. Mm-hmm. The gray. Uh, it is the gray. Do we mm-hmm. know what he means? What Seal meant by the gray? Don't think we do. <laughs> do we not? Um, the gray, like the just the gray of the uh, of of uh, your your life of the night of of smoke and and ash and a rose is colorful, so it like kisses its way mm. through and creates joy. Well, that's that's very beautiful. By the way, what you just said so. might be more thought. Yeah, and it was put into the song. I don't want to give Seal little credit or no credit. Maybe he has the same sort of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking Batman in the theme parks today. All theme parks, a very wide topic. Yeah, uh, the, we there's if, a lot. Am I, am I correct that the, the episode is being called Batman: The Rides, uh, plural, pluralized? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I that's good. I didn't even think about it. That. That's what's been in my head. Batman the Ride, which you might look at first glance and think that we are talking about uh, the roller coaster that's been at Six Flags since the 90s. That's a stalwart of Six Flags. And certainly we will talk about that. Uh, however, it's more. It's rides. Uh, there are a lot of Batman rides out there. Um, yes. But yes. do any of them really scratch the itch? <sighs> that is the question. And I think that's what yeah. we're going we're to try to get yeah. into today. And let's be clear. Just everyone's screaming at their pod catching device batman the ride is different from batman adventure dash the ride and batman adventure dash the ride too that's uh, right right and that's right not all of the batman the rides are the same ride there are things called batman the ride that are a completely different type of roller coaster but we'll get to that too we know that batman the ride encompasses different things of course yes uh there are like there are villains represented with their own rides in the Batman universe. This is very mm-hmm. rare to have like an IP like this, to have so many different things in different parts of the world and different types of parks. Different characters have their own rides. Uh, I mean, obviously it happens in Disney, but that's Disneyland. It's not Batman land. You know, it's not a specific Batman land. That would make sense there. 
Um, but there is so much completely different eras of Batman are, are represented. There's like this is clearly Nolan. This is clearly Burton. This is clearly nothing. This is just like Batman generic. This is like could yes. be any Batman. Like and then there's ones that aren't covered whatsoever. It, it's a it's a big messy array. Yeah, yes. the dream of Batman Forever is alive at Magic Mountain in California. There's so much Batman Forever. I think we said this on the episode with Anthony Geo. The font of Batman Forever is everywhere. And I hope it lasts forever because that font, I have such uh, nostalgia for it. But the Riddler's Revenge coaster that's there is obviously Batman Forever with uh, the um, those like uh, blender type things that Nigma puts on people's heads to steal their thoughts. You know, so it's so interesting. So it's such a mishmash. It's just sort of by like grace of like whenever something was built, it's now stuck in that era of Batman forever and Batman forever. Not the movie Batman forever. Batman in all of eternity (laughs) is what I'm saying. There's another one, too, which is that there's Batman Night Flight, which is two. There's two completely different. There's one I think it's in a Six Flags and one that's in Dubai. That's like an immersive Harry Potter type ride. And the other Batman Night Flight is just a coaster. Um, there's so much confusion. There's, you're going to need a chart for this one. And yes. you know what? I think that's all beautiful. Uh, I think the <laughs> chaos of that adds to the character of, of Batman in the parks. And even, yeah. I think it's more necessity as the mother of invention. I believe the current DC Comics thinking is, because Warner Brothers seems to really want to desperately stop publishing comic books um and Mm -hmm. it seems like the current line of thinking uh you know they there's a lot of crises to try and justify like decades and decades of comic but like well how did he do this if he did that the current line of thinking seems to be it all happened it all counts don't worry about it and that's kind of what uh batman in the parks is like too (laughs) Huh. Yes. Yeah. All the eras existed. There's artifacts now in the real world of all these eras of Batman or Batman, Batman, whatever. And yeah, they're all part of canon. They're all part of theme park canon, which of course is our most important canon on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which and makes it, if you are like viewing this in a Galaxy's Edge fashion, where if we're holding things to the standard, if there's a consistent story, like they, how do, all right, what, how does the Batman theme park canon work? Uh, it makes no sense. I mean, it just does it. It doesn't work because no, you're not. So many of them are just like, wow, I'm in the Riddler's lair. And then I go on a roller coaster after that. Um, There's not a lot. Yeah. Of, this is not very consistent storytelling. The Riv- Riddler's revenge is to send me and have, have a good time. The Riddler's revenge is me enjoying myself. That's what his revenge is. I get to have a fun time where wind blows in my face and I go at a high speed. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. Uh, you know, the history of any of these characters that have been around for a long time does, don't make sense in general. Batman, I think, is very flexible, uh, probably the most flexible character in the sense that he can be dumb, stupid. He can be fascist Frank Miller Batman. He can be uh, Adam West Batman, and it all works. So it really it does it. It makes sense that the properties uh, are like the Batman properties are like this, where there's just no logic really when you look at the whole thing as a whole 
you know, 80 or whatever, how long, 40 years of Batman rides, whatever it is. Uh, I, I mean, so. I guess you're going back. Are you 30? starting from 92 in your mind? Yeah, I guess that. All right. I guess I can't do math. I guess that's more like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Still quite a while. Thing. Um, let, let me throw down this, this blanket statement. Why I think, you know, we've certainly talked about all this over the years leading up to this episode but this is I, I was trying to encapsulate what is my thinking and, and what i think how do i think i explain the the like the disappointment maybe of where batman lies in mm -hmm. theme park world and tell me if you agree or disagree with this statement uh i think that batman is the biggest american pop culture property that doesn't have a huge immersive technically innovative ride in america an e-ticket yeah. type ride. Now, I'm, I'm overlooking some of the international stuff by saying this, and international properties and IP. But can you think of anything that, uh, you know, tops Batman in terms of, like, pop culture, what the reverence we have for it, and that it isn't represented in, like, an Indiana Jones adventure, Rise of the Resistance kind of way? No, no. I mean, he's, like, the most popular superhero, I think, still. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's slightly different these days, but I think we're already talking about like having three Batman movies a year, different Batman. Like we're going to have so many <laughs> versions of Batman now going at the same time. You'll have Michael Keaton, Batman, maybe Zack Snyder, Affleck, Batman, the Robert Pattinson, Batman, Lego, like, there will be Lego. Lego, Lego Batman's going on. And then there's the animated movies they've been making, like and TV shows, which go in and out. There's like, the I feel like there's, there might be one right now. I don't even know. There might be one might have probably just, like four animated ones we don't even know. If you there was like to, a if you go to HBO Max and type in Batman, you are good for a month. Like you are just <laughs> set of every yeah. level of quality, every level of of era of um yeah, whatever you want is there. Including There's a like, rumor like meet Scooby Doo or meet oh, the yeah. the Ninja Turtles. There's one of those, yeah, I believe. He met the Ninja Turtles. Uh yeah, there's a rumor that the animated series is going to come back soon. <laughs> They're going to just do that again. Wow. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, yes, I, he's so popular. The character has lasted forever. And it was what I was saying. He's like very flexible. You know, you can put him in a lot of different tones and it works. And yeah, to not have like a Spider-Man uh, Islands of Adventure style attraction for him is crazy yeah. it's really crazy if you think about it i mean it makes superman 2 should have something like that but batman is you know more popular than superman because we like a sexy billionaire versus like a humble farm boy who just wants to help you know we are all we all have like we like our tony starks and our bruce waynes we like our elon musks in this country we don't <laughs> we like sure do humble newspaper man who's just trying to do his best and live a nice life we like jim not acosta a <laughs> is that yeah. what you mean <laughs> we need more jim acosta worship and less elon musk worship in this country that's what i'm saying can, can i also i don't want to sidetrack too much but i was just trying to go is, is this is what i'm saying literally true that there is not a, pro, a a property bigger than batman without a theme park presence and i did i looked at like a wikipedia of the most successful franchise there is one can anybody think of and it's and this is apparently the biggest this is bigger than anything disney is bigger than mario there is something um, 
that is that it does not have a permanent theme park presence. Shh. Do you have any idea? James James Bond. James Bond. No, actually, that's a good one though. There is not really is the, there's very little there's, James Bond in theme park. Yeah, world. little stuff. Um, um, but, um, what I'm thinking of. Well, is it like teen a, Asian? Teen? I'll tell it, you. Huh? What's up? Is it like Tintin? No, no. From another um, country or <laughs> uh, uh, the land before land before time? <laughs> Beethoven, <laughs> Beethoven's third, the Sandlot, anything? The, oh, the Air Buddies, the Air Bud movies. <laughs> well, there should be. Those are like there ten of those. Absolutely, be Air Buddies attractions. Um, yeah. Is uh, it SpongeBob? No, and even that would. There is that, that ride. That there is some presence. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pokemon is what we are. Oh, of forgetting. course. Pokemon's that bigger is... in terms of profits than like anything else, and there is not a committed. There's apparently some traveling theme park called Poke Park for a while, but there has oh. never been like a, a like this is the committed. Which that seems kind of crazy, and you wonder if that'll Ooh. work its way into Universal and Nintendo. Yeah. Like, that's got to be on the plan. That's got to be in the next because they're doing Donkey Kong in Phase Two in in Japan. Mm. So I had imagined that Pokemon is coming next or fourth. Who knows? Got to be. Know. Yeah, it has to be soon. Yeah. Um. Maybe yeah, Lord those of the Rings close. Money. Also, that that's the only other possible competitor. But I don't. I, I still don't feel like. And again, there are Batman rides, of course. But you know what I'm saying? There isn't. Like, yes. Yes. The here it is the Batman ride. Lord of the Rings is still mega popular, and this is only anecdotal, but it's like, my mom likes Batman stuff, and it's like, Lord of the Rings is like, oh, she knows what it is, but it's like, I feel like Batman's a little bit more universal, in the sense that there's at least one version of Batman you were having, you had a lot of affection for at a certain part in your life, versus Lord of the Rings, which has had the movies, but that's only in the last... Well, I can't do math. Uh, 25 years? 50 years? When did the first one come out? 1998? 50 years ago? Well, it's like entirely uh, about those movies and Peter Jackson, as opposed to like that there's like, huge, are there, what are there, five eras of Batman just in movies that people are very passionate about all of them? Yeah. And then say on the 60s show for, for people that were young and old at that time was a big yeah. deal and people loved it. And that still looms large and is still, you know, the best show ever made <laughs> still yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah certainly. fantastic uh so yeah i think that it has to be that just from just from the fact that like everyone in america has to have like well yeah i liked batman returns i saw that that was good yeah versus i don't think lord of the rings is quite there but it's some people are just completely out on it as opposed to but as i said there are of course there are batman attractions does anybody have a more accurate count than i have i counted <laughs> 22 separate Batman related ride premises and then an additional two based on the Justice League but I could be wrong I might be missing a bunch but there's at least I so if, if we're counting Justice League 24 yeah that's like the count I think on the Wikipedia mm -hmm. of it because the Wikipedia lists all the rides I'm sure there's little shows and things that they're not counting yeah that because they do have stunt shows but then they don't have like the street atmosphere show they do at the Dubai World on uh, this list. That's not tracked by Wikipedia, the Dubai I, for street atmosphere. For some reason, the show where the Joker picks someone out of the audience in Dubai and goofs on him is not Ooh, on this boy. list. Oh, I'm excited to learn. So there's stuff, yeah, there's stuff not here. I, yeah, it's uh, so that's about right, but I'm sure there's an actually very specific number. Yeah, that somebody is mad at us now because they knew it already. <laughs>
Well, but, it fluctuates so much because some of these have closed. I've got some that are like, and these all closed, uh, or these all closed in this year. There's one, <laughs> there's a coaster that I myself experienced that did not last super long, unlike the original Batman the Ride, uh, which that I will say, at its time, uh, I, let's, uh, maybe we should just get into this. Is this sure, sure. The, the first one? Batman the Ride, notable for a number of reasons. Uh, first opened at Magic Mountain in 1992, then Great Adventure in 1993, and then just down the list of Six Flags parks, they put it everywhere, seemingly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the first, notable for being the first inverted roller coaster. The first, your little, little footsies are dangling off the coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the track is above you. This is different from a suspended coaster, like, say, the Big Bad Wolf in Busch Gardens, where the, there's a car, you're in a car that's dangling below the track. But this right. B&M coaster uh, developed with Six Flags uh, was, uh, uh, that technically was a technological innovation at its time and had a big property. You know, it's 1992. It's a few years after the first Tim Burton Batman. It's the same summer um that batman returns opens that was also 92 i believe can and, i can uh, i correct you and say that i think i believe great america was the first one what did yes, i great adventure part. is second great america wait great Amer- it did we went great america great adventure magic mountain evidently and great america is was mike's Yes. Oh, you're so right. The yes. I can never. America. Sorry. Great America and Great Adventure. This is another Great one of these yeah. just thin parses of a theme yes. park name that I can never remember. But that's but that's yours though. Yeah, Great America was mine. Uh, I remember this commercial coming on TV and like Batman the Ride. Yeah, I was very excited at first, and then I saw a dangling legs coaster. And I was like, I'll never ride that. Right. I'll, never- I'll never go on this. Uh, and I'll be very honest with the audience. I still have not been on a Batman the ride. I've been on a Batman ride coaster, but I've not been on the Batman the ride ever in my life. Wow. Uh, I am. I will. I would do it now. But as we've said before, I don't like dangling legs. It scares me. Sure. It just feels it feels unsecure. I feel like my leg is going to get caught on something, you know? Well, this is one of the rides that has killed somebody. Somebody did die not on the ride, but like it was this was the one where somebody snuck into an area they weren't supposed right. to be in and then a train went by, which led to the thing where the Six Flags uh CEO or whatever is saying this very gravely <laughs> in front of a dancing octopus. So, so it, there is a danger to it, so you're, you have to you're say. trying to scare me further. I guess so. About going on it, you're gonna hurt some uh, kid. At this point, I remember. I this is a time. How old am I? I can math here. I was 31 when this came out. Uh, no, I was eight. I guess. Yeah, I was eight when this started. I had not seen the first two Batman Michael Keaton movies um, because my mom thought they were too scary for me, and she, I guess, she had just she went to see Batman Returns. I remember with her friend and came back and was like, "You can't see that." She didn't oh. say it's because the penguin is too horny, and I will not <laughs> allow you to watch that. But I bet that was part. of She might not remember that's why. But if you watch the movie now, you go, "Oh, the penguin is too horny for a young child to watch." Like they do not need to see this man do this. I'd be um, more. I just wouldn't let a kid watch it. Almost more out of the the various biles and. <laughs> 
Yeah, the black oh. blood as a kid scared me. I never saw any of these in theaters until Batman Begins. I don't think I saw really. You didn't see Batman the other one theaters, but I had all the toys. Uh, yeah, for at least Batman Returns. I I don't think I maybe I had a little from Batman Forever. Um, I. That's interesting. Yeah. I saw I saw a clip. I remember we were walking in a mall in like 1990 or 91, and some some store was playing a clip of Batman the '89 uh, Michael Keaton Jack Nicholson version, and it's the scene where uh, Joker's put the makeup over his white face to oh, look like he has that. skin tone, and <laughs> then she throws the water at him, and he pretends that like acid is burning him, and then he like takes his hands away, and he like scares her because it's like half white, half skin tone. I got so scared <laughs> from just like standing with my like hands on the glass of like a video store and i remember like running away from the store i was so afraid of jack nicholson and that thing and i remember going yes my mother is correct this is not a movie i should be watching i am not ready to handle this um so i was not ready for the ride i was not ready for those movies i think it was the fact that i was young and scared and that my brother was three years younger than me so even more young and scared so the first two Tim Burton movie, uh, Tim Burton Batman movies, off the table. Um, yes, Batman. I don't know why we didn't see Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I swear I did not see those in theaters. For whatever reason, my middle school got a hold of a copy of Batman and Robin on VHS, and teachers would put it on on fun days. And I was very into Batman at the time, but I was very I like serious Batman, and I thought Batman and uh, and Robin was very ridiculous. You were mad at it? I was mad at easily. it. I, I didn't really remember much of clips from Batman Forever, but I rewatched it a couple days ago, and I was just, the mind boggles that movie. This is really something. I was See, just, this, I had this a great is what we were time. trying to have- this is what we were trying to avoid uh, when we started doing this episode. You're going to stop watch on it. How long? You're going to well, really have to because right now Jason's. I'm itching. I'm itching I'm to just, talk about the movies. It's, I just so want to talk. I think the biggest uh, thing was uh, the Chase Meridian, the horniest character in fiction. Well, uh, for the first half of the movie, and then they remember they made her a psychiatrist, and they're like, "Oh, we should have her do some psychiatry, make her go like <laughs> your dreams. Smart. Your dreams are telling yeah. me something, Bruce." Like, I saw Batman Forever and loved it. We saw it. Yeah. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And I, this is gonna, this is too personal, and I will keep this as clean as I can. The, I, I, the one of the first memories I have of like. Uh, any sort of uh, uh, feeling amorous was watching this movie. <laughs> I'm, you've said this, but I'm very confident. If you haven't said it before on the show, you've said it to us in person uh, I, uh, upwards Every of time times. we've ever been together? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that when I saw Batman Forever, uh, I sort of felt like an urge, like I felt, uh, you know, those urges you do when you're in your, like, formative years? But Why'd I, you call I, me at two in the morning to say that? Oh, I just thought I hadn't told you about it yet. I just thought I, I just thought you should know. You've and never called everyone, me before for any reason. Yeah, no, but I just I just kind of came across my mind in the middle of the night, and I felt like, uh, yeah, no, the, but the whole movie, everything about it. Jim Carrey was the hottest actor at the time. I thought he was the funniest guy. I had just seen The Fugitive, I think, on video cassette. <laughs> I like Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, Jim Carrey at the top of his game, like at the top of yes. the height of his like success. And and let's not forget the McDonald's glasses, the glasses. Gla- the cups, yes. the glasses that were like, I still have, we still have them at my parents' house. 
it's like uh, Two Face carved into glass. His mm-hmm. coins are the handle. Some of the finest glassware I've ever seen. They've lasted <laughs> the, the test of time alone. Oh, I can't even. I can't say enough about those glasses. Okay, but back to Batman on the ride. Back to the bird. Oh, if Batman. we have to, because <laughs> Batman on the ride is so Tim Burton Batman, and mm-hmm. you know the coaster was, as I said, the first inverted roller coaster. And it also, I, I have to give it a lot of credit because I think Batman the Ride and its surrounding like cue and stuff is a great demonstration of like a lit, if you, if you don't have a lot of money or, I mean, I guess they had a good amount of money, but if you don't have Disney or Universal level budgets for theme parks, Batman Forever, you, if you, Im- Batman the Ride, sorry. <laughs> you if got you imitate- you got Forever's on the ride. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like Nigma put his machine like right Nygma on your- oh, put his machine. It's um, too hard. The pull of the movie is too great. <laughs> the theming, uh, for Six Flags, the theming of Batman the Ride is pretty good. There's a beat up cop car. There's like pipes. There's, it's very industrial. That probably helps that you can buy pipes and concrete very cheaply. Sure. Um, Beat up cop cars. Um, the statues, music, those big statues, statues in the front. Big statues, and like you enter through like a the Ace Chemical Plant kind of. There's a there's a Batman suit in some of them, and right. I the Gotham City music. I mean, it probably helps to have Danny Elfman music and um, Prince music at your disposal. That probably helps your scene do, setting. Do they still? Or is that still what you're hearing today? If you go there, or do they now just playing like rock from eight years ago? Like, what is, have they kept up the theming? Is they're my mostly question. playing the greatest hits of the fray <laughs> in there, <laughs> or a Vertical Horizon? Yeah, yeah. some forty-one. Yeah, Fat Lip by some forty-one on a loop. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually don't know that. That's a good question. I would hope that they are still doing that because that at least music is so important and soundtrack is so important. I think we were talking about on our Jurassic Quest Patreon. Just having a soundtrack can do 50%, 25% of the work of a themed experience. Yeah. So I would hope mm-hmm. at least that great Danny Elfman Batman theme in, is in there, if not Party Man or bat dance which is we should talk about at length at a certain point too i i remember when i went a few times in the span of a few years in high school i just remember that song like in gotham city like kind of like a ballad song about wait 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 are you talking about the r kelly song (laughs) no yeah oh yes you are i think you are my friend my friend you're talking about artist (laughs) i did i didn't know there was an r you are talking about the Batman and Robin song. Mm-hmm. It's from that movie, and it's R. Kelly. And the, well, you're, if you want me to do the chorus, it's City of Justice, Justice City, City of Love, love City, City of, of People, peace. Home to Everyone. Oh, my God. Because we all need it. Can't, can't live, live without, without it. it. Gotham City. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they that's, were playing in 2001. Uh <laughs> Well, that's well, yeah, not as good. Turned yet? Yeah, yeah. And so. That's not quite as good. That song makes no sense. That's not what Gotham City is like. It does not reflect. It's almost as if he didn't learn anything about what Gotham City is like to make the song Gotham City. I think that that's a strong possibility. Yes, uh, yeah. that song makes no, absolutely no sense. But they were they were going to trying to get a big hit. I think I don't know if it was a mild hit. I'm not sure. 
I don't I get cannabis. They like pushed it to where we thought it was a hit. There was a similar bad one for Ali called The World's Greatest. It was like a a ballad about being a boxer. These were not this is why, like, all right, guess what? You can't listen to R. Kelly anymore. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) I'm not gonna miss the world's greatest. That no problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean nothing can touch Kiss from a Rose as far as like a big Batman ballad. Even I yeah. even I like hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me a lot, which I referenced earlier. Uh but not that was not a hit like Kiss from a Rose. That is not culturally lasted. Yeah. I think the point. DNA of the Spider Man musical you could hear in uh Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill oh, Me. Oh, I've like you can... I've yes, I think I've brought up that on this podcast before. That they, yeah, they yeah. they've yeah. I think that's probably other than a freak like me, the best, a better song than most of the Spider-Man soundtrack, honestly. But that's like, uh, we can't talk the about the song. Bar, the highest bar. The highest <laughs> compliment I can give to so, a song. It's better than the Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark soundtrack. It is better than You're that. You're welcome for that compliment. Uh, yeah. So uh, the other thing that sticks out, some other stuff that sticks out in my mind about Batman the Ride, um, I'm going to show you guys an image. This image, they got so much marketing material out of this loop. I remember as a still image and as uh, footage, Six Flags used this for years and years in at least in great adventure advertising, I think in everywhere advertising. Um, Right. It is very familiar. I think it's a more confident choice than this marketing they were going with at the time. Six Flags Great Adventure, bigger than Disneyland and closer (laughs) to home. (laughs) There's an ad, yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's an ad I saw where they go, "Hey, Disneyland is great, but hey, you can't always go there." So it's come a whole to the thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. And They're, then and that then, that ad they have to put fine print on that Astro World is not bigger, <laughs> except Astro World. Uh, at the bottom really? of the screen. Literally undercuts yes. it. <laughs> it does undercut it. The and then they're like, thing... it's always closer. They say it's like closer to home too. And they like show the map where all the six flags are. And I'm like looking and I'm like, there's several states where there's not a very close one. <laughs> not a very <laughs> Just because there's like t- 10 of them and not two. And the anyway. other thing they bury the lead on. Um, if you look at this operating character, you'll notice uh, uh, operating calendar it is closed uh, for six months of the year, Six Flags Great Adventure in 1993. Yeah, all and of March. <laughs> all of March. You could not go there during that time and buy this shirt of Batman perch. Oh, man. On, That's cool. uh, I even, love that. That's probably worth hundreds. I don't know. This is a side note, but do you know these old Batman like comic shirts are worth hundreds of dollars now? This, I think, is 50 or 70. Uh, that's somewhere. not bad. Because there's vintage bad. comic book shirts now from like our childhood that's, that are worth like 800. Like a, yeah. like a full Magneto face t-shirt is worth like two grand if it's in decent shape. It's crazy. Great Velcro wallet here for Batman. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, did we all have Velcro wallets as kids? Multiple. Like yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe even with, might have even had a Mickey Mouse one, if you can oh, believe wow. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had a baseball one, believe it or not. <laughs> I know that seems like a baseball. It was like blue and it had like just a baseball on it. Wow. Just the idea of baseball. It's so funny because it's kids carrying wallets. It's just like you're <laughs> pretending. It's like you have a $5 bill in there and that's it. Yeah. What do we I- put in them? A photo of Dr. Chase Meridian? <laughs> <laughs> well i had a full fold out wallet of like if like, yeah your kids in there and it was just 
Chase uh, meaning Batman on the rooftop. Mm. Chase meaning Batman on the street. They're centerfold, but fully clothed. Right. Chase from the uh, promo shots that were in the soundtrack I owned. (laughs) I bought a a Nickelodeon Velcro wallet at King's Dominion and then proceeded to place the dollar I had left into the wallet because I had spent the rest of my money on the wallet. And uh, so that's something. And then when I started to get into like, eight, I think when I turned eighth grade, I was like, I need a different wallet and, and got like a surf company, like just a blue canvas, like Velcro mm-hmm. wallet. That sounds like that's the choice you made at that time for us in the, mm-hmm. the late 90s. Yeah. Well, how do I dress cool? These people are wearing a shirt with like a wave on it. Great. Am I Bob. cool now? No. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I you know, we, I don't mean to undercut um, Batman the Ride with, with what I was yeah. saying. I'm just thinking, you know, for the stuff that we salivate over, which is like robots and technological innovation, it does not have that. It, it does have technological innovation in, the, in that it's the first uh, inverted coaster. Um, I don't know. It's like a good... It's a it's a real good start. You got good ads out of it. There's mood. It mm-hmm. it is like let's take the Burton vibe and put it in a physical place. You got the the just the uh, the logo. Just just putting that logo and putting it into stone goes a long way. It's still one of the great logos. Mm-hmm. Wordless. You you like get kind of a chilling feeling from it without any further explanation. So they, they, I don't know. They, they, they like squeezed a lot uh, out of that fruit. I feel like with this ride. Yeah. Yeah. It it just, yeah, it just, you'd never quite got the feeling and I'm trying, especially of like Spider-Man or of, yeah, as you're saying, Indiana Jones, where you were like transformed post ride. You know, where, where you're like, oh, now I've now I've been on an adventure with the character in a way that felt way different yeah, from anything I had been on before. And there's attempts, there's clear, getting closer lately, but still not, not there yet. Quite, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there was a thing at the time that I think got, like, that I didn't know about. That, that that is like a little like okay that's getting there that's almost like star tours but for batman as jason mentioned earlier batman adventure the ride but yes. the audience probably doesn't know about this because this was in germany and australia so it was yeah. pretty right. difficult to to go on this thing but this was essentially if there was star tours but for batman returns yes yeah and this is closer i feel like than the new dubai version of this i think if so. you watch that video which yeah. it still looks fun, but it's a similar ride. But I think that other one seemed like it got closer because I think you got, and I'll say it, a little bit more intimacy with the characters. <laughs> yeah. Not with Chase uh, Meridian, but with other... No, other not ones with the, the other characters. Yes, exactly. I mean, Batman, Batman Adventure, the ride, has a lot going for it. You enter through a secret passage in the library. Good. Mm-hmm. The team members, the employees, dress like little Alfred helpers with waistcoats and bow ties. <laughs> That's good. Yes. yes very good. good. Uh, one iteration of it had an animatronic Batman. Not a lot of movement, but sitting at the back computer right in front of you. Good. <sighs> yeah. That's good. Yes. Animatronics. Like that. That's what's still very rare, I feel. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's, and I think I was saying this. I know people are, I saw people were mad at us anytime we talked Rise of the Resistance, but... The, the stuff on Rise of the Resistance, ugh, Rise of the Resistance, I like the best is when your character 
you see them they're interacting with you and i think mm. that's the i think that's sometimes what maybe the people designing they want to go with thrills and even like feeling of scope over moments like that because i think what spider-man did in such a perfect way is combine all of it the characters are so big they're on the hood of your vehicle so you leave that ride going like doc ock was in my face he was in my face for a moment of time i know that character already that was either cool or scary interesting whatever and then Spider-Man as well. So like it feels like you were next to them while it was happening versus some of this Batman stuff where it's like Batman's in the bat plane and he's like maybe 5,000 feet away from me <laughs> and I'm by. squinting a little bit. I'm sure it was better when you were actually on the ride, but it's like there's, that's, that's the thing that's missing. And it doesn't even have to be robots. It would be preferable to be robots, but it's like I think that's sort of the human element of it to me is actually what you want. And I almost feel like some of these, there's like a Joker maze in one of these mm-hmm. uh, in the Dubai park. It's like stuff like that almost ends up maybe being more memorable than some of these like simulator rides that they've done. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think is, is maybe getting in the way of the great Batman ride is uh, casting. The eras have changed so much. Almost nobody has been in more than two or three Batman movies. So like, who is Batman? Who is the Joker? It changes all the time. And often they're the biggest stars in the world. And in the nineties, it was tougher to get the biggest stars in the world to be in your rides. However, (laughs) um, the, the Indiana Jones adventure is an extremely, uh, successful Indiana Jones ride that does not have Harrison Ford. So it's right. it's possible. You can do And I think like a Batman figure that reminds you of Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer to a, a much lesser extent, George Clooney would still like... It's why the one that even doesn't even do anything in the simulator, I'm like, okay, closer. That, that's, yes. that's almost there. But I think it makes... The casting thing gets in the way of the intimacy that you're looking for. Like, who is going to, to do it? Who will agree to do it? Well, I mean, they have... The longest-running Batman is a guy named Kevin Conroy, who's been doing the voice in a lot of different media since animated series. Uh, his voice is on the Justice League ride. He did the oh. Arkham City and Arkham Asylum games. So they have him, but as far as look-wise, he has now done the character in different media with different looks. So he looks like the fun Bruce Timm, like uh, noir, old-time, cool, animated style, but he also looks like that, like, everyone's just dripping with steroid Arkham Asylum video game aesthetic, Hmm. where everyone's just fucking jacked and mad. And it's cool. It's a cool look, too. So it's like, there's, like, I guess they're... Yeah, they're like probably in a tough spot because it's like, well, what do we even do right now? People probably know, even though Ben Affleck's been Batman more recently, people probably know the Christian Bale stuff the best right now. That's probably the freshest in people's mind because mm-hmm. some people don't love Batman versus Superman. Some people, it's their religion. In case you didn't know, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm scared of it all. I saw the one movie's three hours. <laughs> Four. Four. No, no, no. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, 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 the extended cut that's on HBO Max. Yes, yes. Is like three hours or two and a half hours. I was like, oh, that's long. And then Justice League is four hours. And I'm like, I don't know. I liked Aquaman. I thought Aquaman was fun. I don't really. Uh, I haven't seen most <laughs> of these other out movies. Of thing. I'm tapping I, out. I've been. I've been trying to spend less time on the internet and and uh, meditate more. And it's been much. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm happier. I'm less depressed. It's oh, weird. that's nice. Uh, but uh, you, because you mentioned Kevin Conroy, uh, Kevin, wait, that's the name, right? Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy, yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's him in the second version of the Batman Adventure. Because Probably. The, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think that's right. So the Batman Adventure uh, motion simulator ride, the first version is like live action in the Tim Burton uh, verse. And filmed on the uh, sets, and you can tell, like, they're yeah. at Warner Brothers, like, when the movie cleared out of shooting, like, it's like the, the penguin rubber duck and all that stuff. Like, you, it, you mm-hmm. so feel it. I was, like, surprised how much this stuff seemed cool and that I had didn't know about it before. So, yeah, re- like, yeah. Gotta, this, this is neat. Pretty good. And I, I, at first I thought we were going to clown on it because the opening of it is slowly driving through a lot of crowd scenes then quickly driving through an alleyway and then it opens up to like crazy action sequences right where does it go and, um, again i don't re- I, I i i so remember that you're on the streets of gotham and it's so cool to see Burton yeah. gotham and that they just moved a camera around but what happened what's the second half i actually don't remember they the penguin rubber ducky vehicle flies you start flying and chasing it and then I believe you chase him into his lair and like stuff blows up. I think the penguins are shooting the rockets at you. Um, there is a uh, footage where uh, a sound alike is speaking in German, like doing the Danny DeVito penguin voice in German is just a, it's great. It's, it's delightful. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I, I watched Batman, Batman Returns not long ago and just the whole aesthetic. It's so Burton. It's so much like Burton-y. Has everybody watched this recently? Yes, I, I did. Not too sort long Sort of ago. ish, yeah. That um, opening. I mean, every, yeah, everything aesthetically, those ducks, everything mm-hmm. like lends themselves to like such a cool like theme park world in that movie. I mean, all, a lot of the Batman movies, but the, the first four, I would say, uh, not, not as much the Nolan, even though they've done stuff in dubai that's nolan inspired well so yeah. much of nolan is in like chicago or in right. pittsburgh as opposed yeah. to these stylized shot on the lot shot in a giant sound stage which is like lends itself to theme park more easily than a, a real city yes i remember this is how stupid i was i remember being like batman begins and i like batman begins and i still do but i remember being like yeah this is the way it's done it's not the old way that's stupid and then like, a couple years later i was like what, what was wrong with you yeah like a fun nonsense is better than well, it's not as good as as jason said Bat- like batman forever is the sweet spot batman and robin it is is kind of the the definition of jumping the shark i would love to, i will i'd gladly watch it tonight i love watching <laughs> batman and robin but i remember how even at the time like you like jason was saying you know it's got to be grittier even i felt that way even as a kid it didn't like it, it, i i think kids were not tricked by it there's something no where it i didn't quite work I agree. I mean, I was, we made fun of it, I think, immediately after seeing it. <laughs> like, we knew it didn't work. We couldn't articulate why. But I do maintain that you take all the sets and the actors and you just make a better script and direct it differently. And it's closer to a 60s. They thought they were making 60s Batman. And 60s Batman, I think, somewhat there's a misconception that that was like an earnest attempt at, or like a sincere attempt at a superhero versus a subversive funny versus it's like get cheek. smart it's like a you know like um satirical almost right yeah or, it's or funny on purpose gun before naked gun yeah it's funny on purpose but i still think people think oh that was the cheesy one and that was like but it was like 
they knew what they were doing, and it's funny. I think they thought Batman and Robin was that. Yeah. Well, I but think Batman. I think Batman Forever does a better job. Like Batman Forever, oh, I think sure. marries I the Tim Burton uh, aesthetic and the '60s Batman vibe, and adds a lot of camp. Like, oh yeah, I, and there's a. Well, I think we said this before. There's a supposedly a three hour cut somewhere, a Schumacher wow. cut of Batman Forever. Jeez. <laughs> oh, which I want to see. That's the cut I want to see even more than the Snyder cut. But, but the, what Jason's saying, if the, all right, yes, and, and a sprinkle of camp, and that's what helped forever be good. Batman and Robin is like your little, like, container of camp. The lid came off and, like, <laughs> the entire container of camp. <laughs> yeah. Like, as if, like, a whole but, thing of cinnamon just, like, plopped <laughs> into your, uh, whatever dish you're making. Like, it's, it's kind of much, like, I think. If Batman Forever is you were out all night partying and having a great time, Batman and Robin is like when the sun is coming up and you catch a look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Some sleep. I completely agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that I think in hindsight with Batman and Robin, they watch the 60s show and they go, okay, got it. It's full of puns. Yeah. And they're all winking at the camera. And they're not like Adam West is playing it as dry and straight as possible and Clooney's doing that whole performance like kind of winking at the camera the whole time yeah. the script isn't funny it's full of bad Arnold Schwarzenegger puns like I'm just saying I think aesthetically there's it, it's not such a disaster if they had made some tweaks to it I, yeah, I, think, I would agree with that because costumes yeah. are cool like the costumes are cool the sets are cool mm-hmm. like all that stuff is fine. I can't I just defend they, though the you know this is well trodden territory, but the nipples and the and the penises. Is I can so kind of defend the nipples and the penises. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. You with your action figures and your intimacy. Yeah, you know I. <laughs> The nipples are crazy. The nipples are crazy. And, and they, they didn't just do it and like, yeah, if you notice it, you notice it. It's like punch in on nipple, close up of rubber nipple. It is yeah. pretty crazy. It's one of the craziest uh, things ever to be done in like a $200 million movie. It's <laughs> like really ass. insane. Like at Batman suiting up and making sure to take an extended shot of ass. <laughs> <laughs> they just punch in on his butt. His yeah, there is. His butt. <laughs> <laughs> there is a figure these there's these figures called hot toys that i've brought up before that are what's that unfortunate adam west. timing unfortunate <laughs> the adam west that i have that batman is a hot toy and it's like a very uh articulated doll and they're making jason has seen this they're making batman forever ones and scott i don't know did i send this to you i don't think i did they're making Batman yeah, Forever at three ones. in the morning several times over the last I, six oh months. Oh man, I must have blacked out and <laughs> done that. Uh, they're making Batman Forever ones, and I will say uh, I'll show you the picture of Chris O'Donnell's Robin. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> here, let me show. Oh, the hottest hot toy out. that ever was. Yeah, it is. He's pretty cute. Know, Mike killing forever. time pretending he doesn't have it bookmarked. <laughs> <laughs> this look, Scott, here, you see this? Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> that he is has the, the bulgiest book. Why are you? I, you should be offended by this, Mike, by your, your typical demeanor. I the am offended by dick. it. It's so, I don't know why it's like this. I don't know why he has such a big bulge because it wasn't. 
Uh, yeah, you see, like it's like <laughs> shadowed. There's a faraway picture of the toy here, and it's got sometimes like a shadow. Sometimes you would be it's able to, to be see. Bad. <laughs> you, you would be able to see this toy's giant dick, like from a hundred feet away. It's like he has two extra penises in there. He jammed a couple yes. more in. That is, yes. ma- and nipples. There's nipples on these. There weren't nipples oh, yet yeah, in Batman yeah. Forever. This was uh, this is crossing. Where the, I, I don't know. The, wait I, a minute. Am I wrong? Wait a minute. But it was such, I, such an look. uproar in Batman and Robin. Well, at, about in the, the first nipples. half of the movie, he wears the Burton suit pretty much with the yellow, and then that gets destroyed. And they're like, "Try, try." Your oh, they got nipples. Yeah, he's suit. got nipples here. Yeah, they have nipples. Okay. And Robin gets a suit at the end of the movie when Batman gets his new suit. So um, Alfred's yeah. like, "I took care of it. I added the nipples and." Alfred, well, no, don't forget that Alfred himself molded the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily me implied. Un- suit me up, Uncle Alfred. <laughs> Great uh, little buzzsaw. Almost done, master. There is, I mean, I don't know that it needed to be explored in like a big budget movie, but there is obviously some weird like S&M shit going on with a guy who dresses up in black rubber at night to beat up people <laughs> like yeah there's some weird there's some weird stuff going on there so i wouldn't it wouldn't be crazy if you go like if, if we knew in real life there was a person that was dressing up in black rubber and went up like outside to get, get, get like to get himself beat up and to go beat people up and you go that guy also has rubber nipples on his costume you go oh yeah of course <laughs> of course <laughs> that it's, you, that's you wouldn't be total surprised sense. and scandalized yeah <laughs> right oh so, all superheroes have psychosexual madness behind i mean wonder woman the guy who created wonder woman was very into bondage stuff and that's why all the early early wonder woman comics are like women who are dominating well, men tying men up Oh, William Marston. Oh, William Marston, yeah. They had he and his wife had an 18-year-old lover who was the basis mm-hmm. for Wonder Woman. He he was of the idea that men should just uh allow, like submit to women in every like every way essentially and that society would be better for that. That was his philosophy on it. Um there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff. So you know you give Schumacher a lot of credit for going there. That's what I'd like to say. Sure. He really and he I'd like to was thank tapping into a comic. He almost was thinking more like a comic mind in a way. Yes. He and I'd like to and I'd like to thank the good folks at Hot Toys for <laughs> making a giant package on the Chris O'Donnell toy. That thank you. Pretty jaw drop. That feels bigger than in the film. <laughs> Um, that's I will say really it, I will have to put it if I went I was going to say when if I get it but let's be honest when I get when it when you get it uh, you I'm going to have to put it away it for you I'm going to have to like put it like oh the, my boss is coming over I'm going to have to hide the Chris O'Donnell toy <laughs> <laughs> and that's like it's like a Frank Nelson Gail Gordon type oh. character well Michael thank you for inviting me to your house go <laughs> oh, great this is what a wonderful evening let me just go get my coat out of the closet over here it's me your boss Peter Forever Dog yeah <laughs> The Brett is scandalized. Oh, wait. My coat is caught on something. I don't... Ah! He falls. The toy hits him in the head. He's stuck under it, the weight of it. The, uh, the Chris O'Donnell's toy penis is holding me down on the floor. Michael! If you, now, don't move it, because if, if I pull it out, you might bleed more. It's actually stopping the bleeding, so we have to keep it right in your eye. We have to... We have to get to the hospital. We have to. We're going to have to drive all the way to the hospital, which is a half hour away and past everyone you know. And they they may see you with 
Robin thrust into your face. I'm <laughs> Mr. sorry, Forever Mr. Forever Dog. <laughs> Mr. Forever Dog, we have bad news. We're going to have to chop off the figure, but you will have to have the penis remain <laughs> stuck in your head for the next six weeks. <laughs> Why, I've got a meeting tomorrow with John and Jane Brooklyn, and what are we going to do about that? <laughs> we all have to just dress it up. I don't know what to tell you, but this is just a medical opinion. You can get a second one if you want, but then you'll have to drive by another set of people. <laughs> Apologize for that, but that's the best we can do. Please seeing this a lot lately. Please don't take away our Christmas bonus of a, a second Hello Fresh ad read. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Pretty much just like this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We were right okay. in the middle of a of a really specific Jason fact, which was that it's about Batman Adventure: The Ride. Bat- there was this yeah, Burdeny yes. one, and then they redid it in like 2002. Correct? Uh, I think around that. Yeah. So the Burtony one is is live action footage, some some you know plenty of effects and stuff, and then Batman Adventure: The Ride two. They redid it with like. Uh, computer generated animation and this is kind of more as mike was saying like i guess the term for simplicity's sake generic batman it does have the kevin conroy voice but you kind of get a more generic version of batman and batgirl catwoman uh mr freeze it does still come out in uh uh there's a crashed thing in the penguins uh lair <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think you still exit into that, but oh, who yeah. cares? It's fun. Um, but you like th- this is where and and like there's while well, we have a number of things to hit a lot of them. I'm not like super like well we gotta talk this and this and this because there are there is this format that I feel like a couple things have hit that is and then there's all the villains. But they're, none of them are in like a, a sort of iconic mode. It's like the way they would all look on a, on a folder or a lunchbox <laughs> you would have. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, I think some of these rides fall victim to the same trap of, all right, so you got to fit them all in. And then there's the Joker and it's him with a big smile. But like, which Joker is this? Is, this is just like every Joker and no Joker. I think, I think that generic CGI Jokers don't do it for me. I don't think they solve the getting the great Batman ride. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. part of it. I mean, I the animated I keep going back to Spider-Man cuz I think it's probably the gold standard superhero ride at this still at this that point. Is, and that is genera. We aren't like like it's great right. cuz Toby Maguire's in it. That's not what it is and yet it's uh, it's really wonderful. Yeah. Um but I think that yeah, you feel like you know the characters better coming off the ride. I think if you were to really, if you were on some other planet and the Joker wasn't the Hamlet of our time, and you didn't know that character and you didn't know that he's multiple Oscars have been won, by only playing the, the greats take on. <laughs> right, I think you wouldn't <laughs> have a feeling about him from seeing the just the ride versus like the you would kind of remember like oh yeah there was like that scream lady. 
I remember what she looks like. Right. She really scared me. I remember what she did. Like, I think though all those characters make such a better impression on you, partly because they're so much closer to you. And then I don't know. I, I don't want to say something crazy like, oh, their their characterization of them are so much better. I don't think that's it. But I just think things they do are more memorable and they just they're they're with you, they're closer to you for a longer time. Hmm. I think that's the I think that's more of the difference. Uh, and all maybe the maybe what you're saying though with Joker is like we've seen so many in so many great versions of the Joker, like which I'm just making fun of it, but like all the Jokers are pretty good. Cesar Romero Joker is great. Mark Hamill Joker is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger Joker fantastic. I don't love the new Joker movie, but Joaquin Phoenix is good in it. Like he's he's. Doing yeah, well, it's, and it's like iconic immediately, whether or not you you like it. And there's moments yeah. that I make fun of, but then there's moments I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good there, right? Yeah. And Jack, obviously, Jack's great. Uh, and then there's been other like other ones, like John DiMaggio played him, I think, in one of the direct to DVD movies. Pretty. Oh, really? uh, so I yes, it feels after all of those Jokers. To sort of just see, uh, uh, yeah, okay, guy laughing. I've got it's- you, Batman. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you got. You, there's got to be a, a a choice, or you have to use one of them, or or, or something. Yeah, it's a weird, maybe you just got to stay away from the Joker, which seems like why take that off the table with a Batman ride? But it seems like a like a trap. It's a ticket to generic town. Well, let me pitch you what happens sometimes. If you try to get away from the classics, let me pitch you a Batman ride <laughs> that is like the antithesis of Batman the Ride. Okay. And it's okay. a coaster, and it's called Batman and Robin the Chiller. <laughs> Do okay. either of you guys know about this? Uh, I know there's a big video about it, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know the gist, actually. Okay. Uh- I want to talk. Do you know? I, I know. Uh, I just looked into a little bit. I think Jason obviously knows more than I do, though. So go ahead. Oh, because I wrote it. I did this ride. Uh, oh wow! Me, oh. Okay. L- let me show you um, this image to give you an idea of what you're working with here. So this is what you enter into. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this picture, uh, which I'll make sure to post. You know, you've got more industrial stuff. You've got the Batman and Robin logo. You've got the funky 90s fast lane. Skip the line. <laughs> That's logo. quite a lot. And you got like sort of a uh, uh, big limp biscuit head uh, hanging out. I, I wouldn't yeah. go in this line, not because it's a scary coaster, because like I'd be worried about that guy. Well, he might yeah, start and- moshing. He might tell you to get in the pit. <laughs> He's going to mosh yeah. at me. And the guy, the other guy over there, I think the Six Flags employee is sort of dressed like Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Big yellow <laughs> slicker. Yeah. Yeah, and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> right blue shirt, yes. Uh, the other employee has some real baggy khakis on. Sure, uh, this, is a, uh, this is an era. And so you've this, been on this. I've been on this. So this ride, um, it comes to a dead end. That's the other thing notable for this. It, it dead ends. This ride opened in June of 1997. Same month as the Batman and Robin movie. And mm-hmm. I remembered this ride because my dad and I went to Six Flags once and we rode it and immediately both had to sit down because it was, so, it was <laughs> one of those ones where it's like, oh my God, I feel awful. Like, what the hell? The shoulder restraints, you just got rocked by those shoulder restraints. And mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, uh, it was just so unpleasant. My dad had been having like 
hip issues like on and off and like getting off this ride he's like i have to take an advil like that was <laughs> so bad and then we went on superman the escape the drop ride that slides right. down and he's like oh that fixed it <laughs> the <What? one> ride, <laughs> that fixed it i feel i feel uh 100 <laughs> I texted wow. him to confirm, did this ride fix your hip or fuck it up? And he's like, no, this ride was awful. This ride was rough. Superman, the escape was the thing that fixed it. Um, <laughs> so cartoon characters solve problems. That's yeah, right. Really. in the head and it fixed the... <laughs> wow. me back into place. So you um, remember Jason as a kid, though, that like jacked you up real bad. I, I would have been like... 15 maybe yeah um and and so like prime roller coaster riding age um but yeah i didn't realize i was like is this still there and it closed in 2007 but i didn't realize it was plagued with technical difficulties so it opens yeah. june of 1997 and then it closes two weeks later uh because it it was a it's a launch coaster that used the linear induction motors to launch like um you know this is shortly after out of outer limits flight of fear and uh this is right before the incredible hulk coaster if you remember the incredible hulk coaster they built extra generators so that it didn't uh fuck up the power grid using so much energy batman and robin the chiller used just under the amount of energy as the incredible hulk coaster because it launched two coasters at once the wow. Batman track and the Robin track were different. And it was pulling so much power, it became a real problem that Six Flags had to fix before they could reopen it a year later in 1998. Wow. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we oh, got it. The other thing that was notable for me, and Theme Park History has a long video about this uh, on YouTube, um, the shoulder restraints... Everyone hated them, and they became a real problem that uh, you could not ride this ride if you had earrings in, because you would get <laughs> bounced around so much, people were coming off with bloody ears. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. So, That's insane. Um, and, and then they sold it to a park in Brazil, it languished in a lot in New Jersey, and then they decided it was too much work to install. It was just a debacle. This whole endeavor this is crazy because it's like this is still this still happens like that green lantern coaster they opened a couple years ago but then had to take apart because it's just it was too painful it was like they're like really still experimenting with like what the human body will accept as a thrill experience yeah six flags yeah they'll just like hammer something together and like is it safe (laughs) yeah sure probably Mm. i think only one way to find out if if uh if we get ten thousand guests saying they hate it, we'll take it down. <laughs> <laughs> like we got to get to that number, though. It's I like mean, everyone calling clearly... the governor. Uh, you just need a certain amount of signatures, and then we'll consider it. Yeah, if somebody comes by the uh the the like guest services booth and says, "Ah, that sucked." If we get to ten, we'll mark it down on a whiteboard. One. <laughs> Wait. In my school growing up, I always, my, I think my mom told me like, well, if you, if we get three inches of snow, you get a snow day. And oh, I was yeah, always yeah. just watching the news broadcast. Did we get three inches? Did we get three inches? Does Six Flags have that for amount of blood? Like, it's like, all right, once we fill up this beaker with blood, <laughs> we got to redo. We got to double check everything. Put in a wider beaker. Then it'll take longer. 
<laughs> no, same height, three inches, but make it more of a trough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, so when did you say that? Wait, they took it down. How long? How, how, 2007. It was, it okay. was finally closed. Still lasted a while. Uh, yeah, lasted a while. Ear bloodner. Ear bloodner. An ear, ear bloodner lasted like a, de- a decade, over a decade. Ear bloodner. And then imagine the high that they must have been on, the Six Flags Great Adventure executives. So if like, we got a Batman and Robin coaster the same month as this big movie. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> well, I think that I think Batman and Robin was cursed. The curse of the movie itself, I guess, cursed mm-hmm. this attraction. And then another <laughs> one, which is Mr. Freeze, the coaster, which is in, I think, a Texas one and a St. Louis one. And I will never remember the Six Flags Park names. This will not happen. But I think <laughs> those are the places. Um, and Mr. Freeze was supposed to open in May 97 to go right alongside the release. And as part of that that Schwarzenegger and Clooney were going to be there. They were actually going to come uh, and be the first to ride it, but the launch system is another launch one and it didn't work right, so they had to push it till the next year and by that point, of course, Schwarzenegger and Clooney are washing their hands of the entire thing. They don't want any part of it. Um, so uh, that all fell apart, but they still got their um, promotional opportunity and their big celebrity, uh, not not too like they have got it eventually because they changed the it eventually they put it in reverse they reopened it and just put the ride backwards and to do to commemorate that they did an event where uh uh okay look at the lavishness of this event um there are silver <laughs> balloons that say Mr Freeze uh the letters are starting to come apart so you might not be able to it might not be too legible um there's a bunch of silver women you know like Mr freeze would have around well, the they're the dressed they're dressed like his his wife that's in the tube they're dressed like they're dressed <laughs> like nora 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 which is how the guy said it on the animated series which i always say nora, nora. oh i just got i mean i it's in my head from the movie because that's that's uh that's the arnold version's quest is that's why he's yes. doing all these bad things to get the one more giant diamond my love one more so I can find a cure. <laughs> they make him like a moat and he cries and then the tear yes. <laughs> turns into ice. Yes, oh, that's fantastic. Best. I do like oh. that movie. Um, but this this photo, you might not be able to see uh, the celebrity because there is a, an ice sculpture with the name of it, Mr. Freeze Reverse the Attack. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but there's two guys with chainsaws. One is some guy and the other one, that's Vanilla Ice, baby. Oh, wow. Vanilla Ice to come, um, <laughs> who I think raises it and like, Mr. Freeze, you ready to ride it? Here we go. Here we go. Yup, yup. <laughs> so don't say that you can't get star power at Six Flags over Texas. Wow. That um, is interesting. Backwards, they they have um since you said back uh the the train going backwards, the ride going backwards, um Batman the ride has been run backwards too. They figured out how to do that. Mm. And they also for some of the Batman the ride tracks, they painted them over the years. Some of them are bright yellow now. Which okay. I don't quite get uh they were a lot of them were black some of them blue and mm-hmm. like yellow is that like little accent on his chest in, in some of the batman outfits but a big yellow track does not 
scream Batman to me. Um, meanwhile, Batman <clears throat> and Robin, the coaster, so that came to a dead end hill, and then you went back all the way backwards on the track into the station. So very complicated ride, but um, you know, hey, if you want to look on a bright side, um, probably an example that the Universal people were like, well, let's make sure this coaster works. <laughs> let's make sure we don't replicate those awful problems with the launching, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, here, let me, I had to jump, I, we're jumping all around here. Did you guys come across the Penguin's Blizzard River? No. No. <laughs> what? Please. <laughs> okay, so there, I believe there was, and somebody's going to correct me, I'm sure I'm wrong a little bit, um, but here's the logo for Penguin's Blizzard River right on the right there. <laughs> and looks cool. That logo is cool. Yeah. And there looks like there's, there was one in Kentucky Kingdom, and look at the outside of it. It's got like his big top hat there. Whoa, I missed and this completely. This looks good. And look at these pictures like this. That's cool. Oh, so it's a okay. rapid ride. So it's a rapid ride. Exactly. And there's like penguins, like big penguins. And there's kind of some Gotham City type theming as you're going in the, ra uh, the raft. Like Blizzard Beach. Um, it's cold everywhere, but yes. you could ride on a hot day. This is good. I like this. Okay. But they made another one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at the great Six Flags America in Maryland. Is that, that right? Uh, uh, this is what that looks like. <laughs> That's just well, that's, a, uh, that's just a building. That's just a wait. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a water, it's a water tower. It's a family water. Yeah, it looks it's like shit. It looks awful. Slide. Yeah, multicolor. Like it's just a slide. It's just a the device to make the raft go up, and it's like a couple uh, spins around, and then you're done. That's not the aesthetic of the penguin whatsoever. Yes. So so they sometimes they like got it writer in a different way, but then used the same name and logo. And then just did a much cheaper version, like, you know, there's a big penguin outside that looks kind of like shit, and it's just like a warehouse with that logo <laughs> on it, and that's about it. Again, what's the, if you're thinking, like, Riddler's Revenge, there's a, there's like a plan, like, what is the, what's the point of the penguin having made this blizzard river that's <laughs> just gonna take you up and then take you down? He's just, like, it seems to me like the villains are um, very generous. They want us to be happy and smiling. Yeah, yeah, they're like a, they're like kind of secret. They're angel investor types who are, you know, trying to trick us to go on. Maybe we think that they're bad, but they actually just want us to have a nice time at a theme park today. <laughs> That's really seems to be like a common thing. They're not trying to destroy us. But the joke will be on them because they'll be having a, they'll, a fun <laughs> splash of a time. <laughs> Maybe the trick is like, then they'll want to pay $5 and get an annual pass for... Six Flags. <laughs> They'll end up buying a T-shirt. We how do <laughs> we? We cannot do this without going McGruff. I've never. We are both doing McGruff as I have. Wah, 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 penguin. Wah. I'm Penguin. How would you do Penguin? Ah, wah, I'm Penguin. Oh yeah, Jason. That would try be it. Jason, go uh, for Penguin. I was trying to yeah. push Jason to be Penguin on Gotham. Oh, I was emailing an agent I had at the time, going, "Get Jason an audition for Penguin." We real quickly threw together a real like there was something yes. enough Wait. level, a few levels removed. This is <laughs> Not years ago. You didn't ago put on stop. a top hat and put in no, a, no, a cigarette no, holder. Okay. No, if only they. Yeah, it was they, Young Penguin, and I was like, "Hey, you could do Young. Pe you could do Young Penguin." They went with a very like tall, lean Broadway uh, guy coming off Broadway. I think. Um, uh, uh, and he was pretty good. Uh, well, but now's your a, chance. Now's your uh, audition. Yeah, now's reel. the big audition. Uh, okay, I'm going to say a line a different character said. Why won't you just die? 
<laughs> oh, Anna means family. Wow, Anna means family. <laughs> Why won't you just die? <laughs> well, well, it's pretty clear you should have gotten the role. It's the show where these guys know a lot about theme parks, but then also they're such great impressionists, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. Uh, who do you uh, think though? Who 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 do you think was the? Who would you say uh, your entrance was good? His was better too. Famous Jim Carrey lied, which is also recycled in stunt shows. Oh right, his was better. Uh, who who wait? If we had to all play Batman villains, who would they be? Who would you who would you truly want to play? It doesn't matter. Mm. It can be any version of any character. Who's the most fun? Hmm. Probably hmm. Penguin or Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter in none of the live actions, right? Not been used. Not in any of the live I would yeah. love a good, like, trippy Lewis Carroll Batman with the Mad Hatter in it. Mad sure. Hatter. Hmm. Or the Ventriloquist. That's, That's a tough one, could... Michael. Quite a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know the answer Scott has. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> you should, the listener should have seen the face I made. I, I yeah. went real rubber-faced with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Uh, I, I like the ventriloquist. I think, uh, hmm. What else? Who, who's that not? Like clay? Could I be Clayface? Clayface could be I good be, uh, CGI. You could uh, be... the condiment, uh, clock king. How about clock king for me? Clock king. You don't want to be condiment king? <laughs> I could be condiment king too. Or egghead. Mm. Yeah. Vincent Price's villain, egghead from oh, the sixties. Yeah. Gotta go egghead, I think. Yeah, maybe yeah. Egghead. Or B, I, I, I think I also like Bane, not Tom Hardy Bane, but Batman and Robin Bane, who just seems like sleepy. Yes. <laughs> Bane's whole thing was like in the comics, he's like hyper intelligent guy who's also like very strong. And they did. They went the other way with it in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Please, May, why did why you not make me smarter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or you know what? I could be Louis the Lilac, the Milton Berle villain from the 60s show. <laughs> I'm not sure I ever saw it. I remember like looking at books that would say things like that. Like, what are you talking about? Milton Berle was on it. Oh, Louis. Well, there's also Zsa Zsa Gabor's Miss Minerva who owned the Evil Day Spa, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, when they put on like... Like avocado rubs that uh, mm -hmm. burnt your skin? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Batman and Robin both have, like, the towels on with their outfits <laughs> in the episode. This is what you got to do with that Robin when it shows up. You got you <laughs> yeah, to yeah, towel right. on that old guy. A little towel to oh. hide, cover the nipples. A little, yeah. But not just the nipples. <laughs> All yeah. of it. I, have to, I think I have to go back to when, the, okay, in the episode where you said that you made little beds for the Ghostbusters, or your babysitter <laughs> did, and that they were made yes. out of paper towels. Uh, yes. Um, I, when Erin was listening to that, she was like, well, you guys shot past the fact that, the, okay, yeah, the beds are weird, but then that the, Mike's mom thought that they'd be a fire hazard. I, we, I, I think we didn't address that part, and I want right. to give a little time to that if we could. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is give you a little bit of a window into my childhood. Uh -huh. uh, oh, great, great. Yeah, that uh, so loose like napkins inside the plastic Ghostbusters house would just spontaneously catch fire in the middle of the night. <laughs> that was that was some of the thinking. Because like, would something spark? Like, uh, what if like what if like a cat knocked a water glass onto the electrical outlet, and then a spark came off of that and flew into the Ghostbusters house and into their paper beds? I I don't have a good answer for this, and I have. I, I, I relitigate this every few years, <laughs> and I have yet to really get a good explanation of what the concern was. 
really. But I, my recollection was they were thrown out maybe the night of this happening. Okay. Like the night of, I remember, I, it's a very vivid memory. It's, it's traumatizing to me too. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was my like, mom. well, their little beds are gone. They threw, my mom threw them away. <laughs> Worried about a fire. Don't have any, yeah, I don't have. There's, there's like, why wouldn't, so then wouldn't a paper towel roll be the ultimate fire hazard? There's yeah. so, that's like big and thick. That's like, that's like, you know, having an atom bomb in the house. I guess the risk of having a paper towel roll in the kitchen was less great than having, uh, from the risk of having a few pieces of it in the child's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Scott, I would warn you maybe. Runs. What's that? I would warn you, just maybe don't leave napkins lying around. Because <laughs> they yeah. could just set on, they just catch on fire, I think. That's what my mom was saying. Well, the ba- I mean, he, the baby's already trying to eat napkins and choke on them. I'm worried about that, but I was not, I've not, no. I've maybe not paid enough attention to the fire issue at hand. We've all seen all these news stories about napkins just going up in flames. <laughs> Spontaneous napkin fires. They're yeah. everywhere in your neighborhood, in every neighborhood. Yes. Uh, there are there other things like this from my childhood, <laughs> where you would say, "Why was that a concern?" Yes, <laughs> but they have to be sort of unearthed organically, I think, or else I would shut down or go into sort of a fugue state if I were to try to bring any other ones up right now. Well, it my- helps if they're related to an IP. That's how we'll yeah. get yes. into all, yes, which I imagine true. a lot of them are. Sorry, I, oh, one hundred percent. Oh, I I had a similar thing where like um. We were at a toy store and I wanted to get an action figure that had like a rocket launcher. Like, so something that mm-hmm. went into a spring loaded launcher. Yes. And my mom was like, no, no, I don't think you should have those launching things. That's probably right. not good. You don't want to get something in the eye or hit your brother or something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have two dozen things that shoot <laughs> missiles. <laughs> like, I have Power Rangers, Ghostbusters. Ninja, t- they all shoot mid. Like, why are you suddenly? Oh, and you know what? I'm remembering now. I believe it was a last action hero uh, action figure, <laughs> which another movie I did not see. I would have all these toys from and trading cards for PG 13 movies that I was not allowed to see. And I have no idea why that day she's just like, no, you're not getting something that shoots. And that was the rule from then on. And mm. I think it was probably just like, I don't want to buy another piece of garbage. Um, <laughs> or you just got one, but I I don't know if she had seen a news broadcast of like someone firing a GI Joe missile into someone's eye or something. But <laughs> or just need the nearest be, excuse to not pay for this. Yeah, I would be more concerned about the thing kids do where they're like overcome with emotion. They just like throw something. It's like I was like, well. We're not going to stop just throwing stuff at each other when we're mad. You have two boys. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what we're put on this peace. earth to do. Yeah, that's, uh, we're, we're good. That's the other thing. We were good boys. Like, rarely got in trouble at school. And it's like, what are these parameters you're establishing? What is your concern? <laughs> are, we, are we maybe unearthing, because I think I, I'm with you guys on this, that well, obviously we, you know, we now go by the moniker of good boys. We're always very well behaved. But did you guys find that despite being good boys, it was often still not good enough? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, oh, but compared to other kids, <laughs> mom and dad. I, I think you may be hitting on something that's uh, a, a, a very common common feeling on this podcast yeah i think that's right i think that sort of feels 
Like you were like, but these other what? <laughs> That's I had said this all the time, all the time. These other kids are dirty, like they're dirty, and not it's like because it, like like their parents are rich, but these kids are still filthy, like, <laughs> yeah, and they're assholes. <laughs> like, would you prefer I was that? I'm an old dirty kid. <laughs> Let's see how you like it. Am yeah. I st- look? Am I still using this argument to this day? <laughs> I might be. I might be. Well, do you want me like them? What would you prefer? <laughs> Have I said that in the last six months? Yes. Have I said in the last six weeks? Yes. Also, <laughs> I don't know that that ever ends. I think dynamics end up yeah. being the same your yeah, whole yeah. life. <laughs> I think I'm not you're sort of fighting the same battle. I'm not going to be better because I get a real estate license. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to law school. I'm not Never. going back to business school. I can't go back to bit. Bu- what do you want me to do? Own a business? Like that's riskier. <laughs> Look, this I is work a business. as a comedy a business. writer. I'm sorry that it's not on a show that your parents have heard or that your friends have heard of. <laughs> it's hard to get a job on the Mentalist, and it's not a, not really yeah. what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be on a thing that is canceled immediately. Like I'm thrilled to be on one episode of that. We're all fighting to be on these oh, Pe- people the nail to be on canceled platforms, mom and dad. Yeah. People listen to this podcast. We do a podcast that there are some people that listen to it. That is actually a thing. Or my argument, people listen to podcasts at all. Just because it doesn't come in on your flip phone. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not a viable medium. You saw it. People showed up at a live show. That doesn't just happen. <laughs> not just like off the street. We didn't pay anybody to come in. I guess as with Batman and the Joker and the Penguin, our uh, battles with our <laughs> nemeses, <laughs> our arch nemeses <laughs> will go on and on till the end of time. <laughs> we're de- Hey, it's like uh, Joker says, we're destined to do this forever. <laughs> You and I are destined to do this forever. Yeah, <laughs> Big breakthroughs he here an hour and 15 into the Batman rides. Do episode. you do you want to know how we got these scars? We were denied. <laughs> <laughs> we were denied napkin blankets and <laughs> and missile launchers. Boy <laughs> missile launchers. I oof! This is the first I've been tempted to uh, uh, walk out of the room and take a break um, during. A, <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know where to go from there. Uh, now we just got to start saying names of rides again. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Um, panic! Panic! Find one of my links here. <laughs> I mean, did any? I think Batman the Ride was my my kind of favorite that I call that I called before we started recording. Like, I, hey, we got to make sure to talk about oh, this. Well, Probably you should know, start with it. I don't know oh, if oh, you ahead. guys have other notable, like, good or bad, like, ones where you're like, I feel like I got to talk about this one. Well, how about this? I don't have a ton to say about it, but um, there, you know, we said it's pretty rare that any of these attractions have actors from the films. As I said, usually the Batman films are populated with the greatest, biggest actors of all time. Uh, but there is one, there's one that I could think of that actually has a pre-show with somebody from the movie, and that is the Dark Knight Coaster, which is at three of the Six Flags, Great America, Great Adventure, Six Flags Mexico, and that has an appearance from Harvey Dent as played by Aaron Eckhart. Um, wow. Yeah, did you know that? There was I there is a pre-show that. with Aaron Eckhart doing a part from the that's like the most legitimate thing from the movie world, I feel like, in uh in any of these. Um and it's cool, it's good, it's kind of like um the the writing in it is like Nolan Light. 
it's all that like philosophy mm-hmm. kind of he just sort of like reiterates the the kinds of things that the the nolan batman characters would say um and he does a uh he's doing a press conference but then the the joker hijacks the feed uh so it starts like cutting it up and sort of like almost in like a, a right-wing media twitter way like pull using his words against him using the power of editing and then the feed gets hijacked entirely and harvey dent gets ushered away and then the room goes dark and then it comes back on well depending on which one you're at in at least one of them uh then uh, the like the room goes dark and then when it comes back up the lighting's different and it says ha 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 everywhere in like Ooh. day glow lighting um and uh I, you know that's cool like th- then then what follows is essentially like a wild mouse coaster indoors but that pre-show i'm like this here we go this feels a little bit like disney and universal it's one actor from the movie they like created a panic it's like oh what if we were in a place that the heath ledger joker was creating havoc in um and, and we're trapped there's nowhere to go now now we gotta go on the scary machine um so i actually think they did a good job with this i this, this is kind of cool yeah that's cool I, I i would say like for your question and i i kind of it felt like i was putting it down a little too much the wb world the night flight the practical stuff in some of the screens it's close i i don't want to sound like i'm so sh- t- like talking so much shit on it but it is close like even like poison ivy coming toward the screen is not bad it's pretty i got I, I, that i like that that feels closer to being right and closer to an experience yeah. well we should explain this one from the ground up maybe this is yeah, yeah this yeah. is in Sorry. warner brothers warner brothers world abu dhabi uh it's a pretty recently open park that is indoors um and they have a whole indoor gotham city area and and this ride is sort of the culmination of it which is very I believe Harry Potter. I think this is a kooka arm whipping you around between screens and some like transitional uh, uh, practical sets. And there's a little bit of real animatronics in it. Um, It's uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to find as with a lot of these, it's hard to find like a really good ride through of it because it is 3d. um, So the videos are all a little confusing to watch. Um, But it's, I, th- yeah, this is this one's maybe the closest to me uh, for being like a modern current e-ticket. You know, uh, I like. I bet it's fun to be on in ways that we can't even tell. There's probably like 4D kind of elements that we aren't aware of, right? So I do think it gets from just while watching it. I think it gets close, and like they, it has a cool cue, and there's some interesting details and fun stuff. Um, and then of course everything yeah, as you were saying like everything video wise it's hard to tell there's like I found videos of just the queue I don't know I, I didn't find a great comprehensive video that might be there and I just didn't see it of you going through like a very Nolan Wayne tech building mm-hmm. and like the premises you're you're all tech experts well you're <laughs> you're yeah that's really strange you're I think going to take a meeting at Wayne Tech, you're and you get in an elevator. It's going to take you up to the fifty third floor to have a meeting up there. Uh, you're having a general with <laughs> Bruce course, Wayne, Bruce. I guess. Uh, and but then uh, there's a little glitch in the feed, and then Batman appears on a screen that you couldn't see before and tells you that he's been watching you and he knows that you're all tech experts. So actually, yes. he needs you somewhere different. And then change of course, you end up in the. <laughs> cave 
Yes. And there's a de- the video I was watching. It's like de- tired dad, couple kids. And Batman goes, I can tell you're all tech experts. <laughs> and then there's no, no, no emotion on anyone's face. <laughs> like, like, oh, wow, this is so cool or whatever. It's like, uh-huh. Like, no one's even paying attention to what Batman is telling them. Very funny. Yeah, it doesn't... I feel like a lot of those videos, you're seeing these things play to empty rooms. I can't tell if these... That what we keep hearing is that Warner Brothers World... Yeah, Abu Dhabi is pretty cool. Like, it's like... It, it is like a... It is is kind of next level and like a uh, a pretty good use of all these IP, mm-hmm. like Warner Brothers, or, or like Looney Tunes, rather, where you complain that there's not great rides about them, or of, of these properties in the Six Flags parks. Um... I don't know, all the, like all the videos look cool, but then we're never going to go. <laughs> like, is Probably anyone going? Um, it, it, I, there's a lot holding you back, I feel like, yeah, from these, these things. I can't tell. I mean, yeah, there's, you were saying the indoor, like the, it's an indoor park and there's a Gotham City area. There's like a Metropolis area. And that's pretty impressive as far as like from the scale you can see in a YouTube video. It's like, yeah, that feels right. It's dark all the time. It's like uh, you see the Wayne Tech building and it looks impressive for an indoor thing. Yeah. But then you get inside the queue and you're like, this should be the, this should be packed. This should be your 90 minute wait. And there's like no one in line ever on any of the videos. And you're like, how's this doing? This was pre all the stuff. This was pre right. pandemic. So who knows? I don't know. But they're like, they're getting closer, and that's part of what I said at the beginning about, uh, all right, there are good Batman rides. There, there used to be, I think, a cool one, as I said, in Germany, Australia. There seems to be some good stuff happening in Abu Dhabi, but America, we're just really suffering from these, uh, th- these, and I, re- I mean suffer, we're really suffering by not having Batman <laughs> rides, but we're yes. like, we are the victims essentially of these, this Six Flags licensing deal um, that doesn't get us the universal level caliber of, of Batman attractions. Right. And I mean, there's been, you know, Warner Brothers had it fully owned Six Flags at a certain point. I forget if it was fully or just yeah, majority I, owned. Or a, or a lot of it. Yeah. I, I think I forgot that at the time it, Warner bought at least yeah. the controlling share in around right. 92. Um, but then they don't own it now. It's a, We've talked about this at length, I'm sure. Uh, but like, it's just always been stuck. It was almost, of course, we, didn't, we, were not even t- we haven't even talked about how it, it was almost uh, in Islands of Adventure and there was going to be a Batman penguin coaster competing there. Yeah. Well, wait, um, no, we got, we got time to. Sure, get no, into we can't. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's like it's been, it's been, it's with all this stuff, and we've said it before, like, it's right place, right time for certain properties to make a certain level of ride. So it's like it's been in the wrong spot. It, they couldn't get out of negotiations for Islands of Adventure. So that fell apart. It's never been... Right now, I think we're at the closest to it maybe being possible. Because Fixed Facts is trying. Justice League was trying to do more of this. They still didn't quite get there. Yeah. But, and well, we, maybe, yeah, Justice League, I guess, it is its own thing. I mean, I got to go on that ride. I, oh, yeah. I'll go, yeah. To, I'll go to Magic Mountain and only go on that and then leave, probably. Sure. <laughs> well, you want to go, you'll go to the lounge and stuff. Like, you'll go to all those places that we oh, talked yeah, about. Oh, yeah. I'll go to Johnny Rockets. Yeah. Hit up Chop the Six. Ro- <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we'll trick you to go on Twisted Colossus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I do Batman the Ride. Maybe. It's, I don't know. I, I think I you could handle. Riddler's Revenge easy too. Riddler's Revenge is no. not a big problem. Okay, it's fun. It's fun and is that the stand-up one? Yeah, yeah. But it's not. I'm not good on that one. I'm too <laughs> oh, little. Jason's I'm not. Too, 
The bicycle go- seat destroys my. That one is the one that destroys my genitals. Twisted Colossus oh, yeah. destroyed your genitals. Well, they both they both weren't like the easiest on my genitals. Sure, but Twisted Colossus was more aggressive to my genitals yeah. at Boy, that point. But uh, neither of you are going to be Chris O'Donnell level. <laughs> the more you go on these things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not going to happen. But Jason, you're comfortable on Tatsu, yes? Where you're flying like Superman? Oh, I love Tatsu. Yeah. That's wild Terrific. to me. That feels so scary to go on where my legs and arms are just fl- like floating. That's wild. I think anyway. it was just the novelty of it kind of carried it. The uniqueness sure. of it. I was just delighted by. Well, we'll see. Look, uh, we went on uh, hang time together. That's true. Not me. Yeah. I watched you. I'm checked yeah. out of the whole thing. The um, Nats coaster hang time, which, by the way, is only the only scary part is just the start of it. The rest is a perfectly fun coaster. Seems yeah, like tame, no like problem on past a certain point. Yeah, but the first part is uh, pants shittingly scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yep. Um, well, so yeah, so the whole I feel like it really unlocks. Uh, uh, the mystery it solves the riddle if you will uh when you when, as you're going like why are there not better batman attractions especially in america oh my god because they were trying to do it at what became islands of adventure universal was trying to do this in the late 80s early 90s they negotiated uh it uh, they they could not make a breakthrough on it the uh, universal and warner were fighting bitterly and um uh didn't uh, come up with a breakthrough and thus we uh, don't have these then they they went off to six flags um yeah. but so like finding out that there was it really in a way i think the the premise of the park changed maybe it was never going to be islands of adventure with a gotham city but in a way i don't like i guess the the whole thing is that there was a, the initial premise of the park was cartoon world that it was all, all going to be mm-hmm. animated properties Seuss was part of it always. Seuss and Popeyes and oh man, we got to do a whole cartoon world thing. The the unbuilt Popeyes stuff is insane. Like a whole Sweet Haven village. What? Delightful. In addition yeah. to the Malta one? Oh, oh, an indoor boat ride. Buildrap barges was always happening. Of course, the original Dudley Do-Right plans. That was always um still is a dual shoot a, a dual log flume but i think we talked about the buzzsaw <laughs> it was gonna cut your log in half cut the logs in half so cool uh, yeah the looney tune stuff looked awesome too that was the big yeah the thing that had to change is they couldn't do looney tunes and they couldn't do dc superheroes which it was going to be like half superman half batman which is fitting because i i forget who says this but there's a thinking that um, Metropolis, Superman City, it represents New York City during the day. And Gotham is supposed to be New York City at night. Um, And Mm. so splitting that park with these two iconic characters, it's like a given. And so much of the ideas seem to be good. Like the Superman ride, so much of the Superman ride ended up in the Spider-Man ride. Right. And it seems yeah. like Batman still wouldn't have had the ride we're looking for completely. No, but I don't know. The, I think some of these could have, if, if they really did, them, well, I think could have been cool as hell. Would have been certainly better than the majority of stuff. It's just like, I think yeah, the Superman ride would have been more the Spider-Man ride. Would, like that would have been the oh. full experience. Yeah. Like Batman, they were saying they were going to do a, a penguin. I have it written down. They were going to do a Batman penguin coaster. Um, 
Whereas with different cues, like you would, yeah, you would load in either the Batcave or in the Penguin's Lair, depending on what right. you pick. So that stuff all seems like it would be awesome. And then it was just sort of a roller coaster. I'm sure it would have other elements as well. Well, no, the- I think this was a, I, w- like from the various videos and descriptions, it was like three show buildings. You keep going in and out of sets. You see different stuff on the two tracks. Um, and I, I believe Spielberg's suggestion guns why not throw guns on there too oh, wow so it like in hypothetically this was a or or is his suggestion that you keep score somehow that you get a score at the end of it so it's supposed to be a shooting coaster which sound i mean i don't know like actually to me everything i saw from this and just from the look of what the, these these little cool boxy bat wings and yeah. that they were that they were going to go more penguin forward on it penguins i believe was the terminology yes, which i, I think this is the one i'm this thing seems pretty fucking cool to me well the video i watched then made it didn't make it seem as cool but it still looked better than most of the stuff as far as theming and cues and stuff but yeah you're just I mean, yeah, it would have just depended, I guess, how how um, how fast it went, like how much show, how many show elements you could put in it that you could actually see while you were actually competing against another car. So in a fast situation, right, right. Um, um, there was also still talk great. of a Batman and Robin stunt show in the lagoon. Um, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there there was going to be some sort of body of water. That that was always uh, the case. Um, so there'd be a stunt show in the water. And then Joker's Madhouse, which was an indoor coaster on a wildcat, uh, 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 wild mouse, wild mouse, excuse me, yeah, um, on a wild mouse track with a false ending, with a like ride broken kind of ending, which eventually worked its way into the mummy ride, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, there was so there, there was supposed to be a track out at some point, but and the, yeah. which deceives the path to what what where it becomes, I think, a drop is what they were trying to do. They were like so maybe similar to Hagrid's. It was just going to go straight down at a point instead of you know veering off track. Right. Um, this this sounds really cool. Um, there's also like and there's I think Theme Park University is one of the sites that uh, that has found all this stuff and a number of good videos on on YouTube if you're curious. But like there's a lot of concept art floating around for this stuff and what things would have been. They even fleshed out what the the shops and restaurants would have been. We're gonna have Joker's Diner where you got your food served to you in a, in a Jack in the Box box. Um, <laughs> Penguin Pizza. Mm. I have no further information about it, but the name is great. I'd love to try some penguin not pizza. Fish, not a fish sandwich or on a fish place, but maybe you're getting anchovies there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Until uh, again, until per usual, they realize that theme park audiences, at least in the '90s, don't want anything. Uh, Just different. cheese and pepperoni. That's yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> That's what we sell at Penguin's Pizza. <laughs> Those are uh, Penguin's favorite flavors. Um. But there's also, uh, let me just pull this up uh, so we're all looking at the same screen. Um, I don't know where all this text comes from, the, these, these plans. Um, but one thing to point out, the Bat Cave, a, which is described as a Videopolis-style oh, yeah, nightclub. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, yeah. Which would have had, I think, a fake-out entry. Like, you're going into Wayne Manor, similar to the ride that ended up there. You're going to Wayne Manor, but then you end up in the Bat Cave instead. Um, I, I think there were going to be, like, for sure there was going to be a big visible bat signal as part of all this perennially in the sky. Um but yeah, fog and themed rock tables. This is a fake rock environment nightclub. Um, 
I I mean this this seems amazing. This, this is great. yeah. This is this is where uh, I wish a whole scene uh, had sort of developed. They had made this and like as if it was Pleasure Island. A whole like you know generation defining scene had happened at the Bat Cave at Universal <laughs> Islands of Adventure. Uh, we talked about it in our Pleasure Island episode a while ago. Um, the Facebook it was a Facebook group of people that partied at Pleasure Island a lot for years. And they still are very active on this Facebook page. This looms large. I wish the Batcave was the same deal where people would be like, man, remember the Batcave? Those were the days. <laughs> you'd put on your black leather with the nipples and you'd go party at the Batcave. You'd take your special new lady to Catwoman's lair, get her a cigarette case and a faux fur. <laughs> This was that was the other thing I was pulling up for. Yeah, that that there was like a high end uh, Catwoman store where you bought like late '80s chic women's stuff. Yeah, high fashion hats, exotic lighters, fans, day planners. <laughs> um, I love this sort of like woman on the go uh like wall street era uh, i mean this this sounds insane i would love if this was there and it velvet walls and you could buy fake furs and stoles and capes <laughs> you buy like a big <laughs> 80s lady cape in a theme park really wish this was there yeah your mom wants to go to islands of adventure because she needs to get a new mink fake mink stole <laughs> Like what? <laughs> I guess maybe. I mean, if the market, we didn't know if the, no one's doing it right now. So we don't know if it would have been a failure. No one's tried this in a theme park. Mom needs a new, very wide hat <laughs> and a fine and a faux fur cigarette case. Mm-hmm. And a day yeah, this- plan. I feel like I heard a story once where it's like, well, you know, Whatever the big thing everyone has to have is often stolen now with smartphones before that cell phones and beepers. But I feel like I heard someone talk about like, oh, yeah, stores used to get day planners stolen all the time or like little black books because everyone mm. needed to have something like that, sure. you know? Um, yeah, I, I wonder when that whenever the, yeah, the phones, smartphones started and day planners thefts went dramatically down. But you open uh, a I'm villain-themed day planner store, and you're asking for that. <laughs> yeah, because everyone feels so much more villainous when they're shopping at these stores. <laughs> My inner cat woman is coming out. <laughs> I'm surprised then they didn't, because this seems like a little bit more adult as far as what they ended up putting there with Marvel Superhero Island. I'm wondering why they didn't then just take these ideas and put them, just use a Marvel, like, why didn't they use, like, mojo or arcade these x-men villains why didn't they have a club with their like their uh characters on the front or or the hellfire club well which is uh scott just to quickly educate you on what the hellfire club was <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a club where like mutants would dress up as uh, what would you say colonial era well well there, it was like a rich and famous private like high-end club there's still some yes. of these fancy clubs but then the inner circle of the club, the bad guys, would dress, yeah, in like regal Victorian wear. Powder wigs. Yeah. Uh, it's where Emma Frost comes from. And so, uh, the character Kevin Bacon plays in X-Men First Class. Uh, it's so, also, I'm still lost. Sorry. I've seen, seen that. I didn't know he was in it. 
It's based on some downtown sex clubs that uh, comic based book on professionals real, would go to in the uh, real, 70s. Yeah, based on a real fetish sex club. Uh, and then Jason and I, as like 10-year-olds, were like, oh, the Hellfire Club. Oh. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> They're the fancy villains. I got it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they like history. <laughs> right. Uh, so why wasn't there a real Hellfire Club is what I'm saying in Marvel Superhero Island? I think that one's fine. I think maybe you gotta skip the Hellfire Club from the sound of it. I don't know. I mean, it didn't have to be as intense as it might have been in real life. I'm just saying there were ways to do it. I mean, who would in the Marvel Universe have a fancy hat? I mean, there's there's the rip-off Catwoman, Black Cat, Mm -hmm. a character in Spider-Man called Black Cat, who's a thief as well. We'll be getting movies of all these soon. Oh, I think Black Black Cat Cat is on the way, right? I think that's coming, yeah. (laughs) Mary Black Jane is, is a model sometimes. Sometimes she is a big hat. Oh, yeah. Mary Jane's boutique? That would be great. I just don't yeah. know why they went with, like, uh, yeah, throw a comic store in Fantastic Four cafeteria. Like, <laughs> God, they got lazy is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Put in a big sign that says, pow, where it's a yeah. comic world. They're mm-hmm. done. They were, gonna go, they were going for a high-end thing with this Batman land, and then they obviously switched switched uh, uh, what they wanted to do with it. Well, 90s Gotham was so fancy. Like, they, they remade the... They redesigned the Sony lot around this time to be... This needs to feel like Gotham City and Batman. Like, this was... It, like, uh, it, it's like it, it, hearkening back to the, the 40s in the fanciest mm-hmm. way. Everything should feel like, you know, where the Waynes walk out of, and you should be able to buy uh, pearls that uh, break away. That, yeah. that really collapse easily. <laughs> Once your parents, yeah, a simulation of your parents getting blown away in Crime Alley. <laughs> an if you, everyone had the, that opportunity to, like, all right, you, you know, like, we're pulling your mom and dad from the crowd. <laughs> and here's yeah. what it would be like if the Joker killed them. Coming mm-hmm. soon to Disney's Avengers mm-hmm. Campus. Uh, pay an upcharge and get trapped in an iceberg like Captain America for decades. So everyone you know and love is very old when you come out. I really, yeah, they should really do this with uh, tragic superhero origins. We should be able to experience those in the theme parks. We want a next level experience. So it has to be tra- Uncle Ben dying and Spider-Man. You want that. And you didn't, you watched as the guy ran by and you didn't do anything and you could have. We want that experience. Experience Wanda's trauma on a new e-ticket attraction. That's right. <laughs> we need these experience. We need next level theme park. Thinkers. And we're not just saying that because we were complaining about our parents earlier. We don't actually want the Joker to kill them. We just want a fun thing where we watch some pearls fall. We want pearls to yeah. fall, right? It's simulated. You know, it's these this simulated experiences. Uh, can I quickly play this? Thing from Dubai World. Speaking of, get your parents involved. Oh yeah, yeah, please. Sure. Oh yeah. So there's not just rides in the Dubai Warner Brothers thing. There's a little show. So a lot of people have played the Joker, and I love this. I don't know this gentleman's name. He seems to be their Joker. He plays this Joker as if he's Jerry Lewis in Hour Six of a Telethon, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, take on the character. Because why would you want to rip off? Anyway, here I'll play this. I think it's in the right spot. I like this one, if we have any. It's Harley Quinn. Hey, with you? Yeah. I was getting 
use this, but I've already scared his hair away. <laughs> I like them, so you're going to stay up here. Well done, my dear. Let's take the guest. Let's prepare him for the grand finale. But kids, this is an ugly shirt. It's hurting my face. After the show, you buy him a Joker shirt so I can pay rent on that fun house. Go, go, go. Ugly shirt. Go, go, go. Let me take this opportunity to thank you all for coming. The real question now is, how many of you will leave? <laughs> I mean, I just like, I want to say thank you so much, everybody, for coming. Thank you for D thank you to Dean and Sammy for showing up tonight. The work, just, we, the we work we of... do here, <laughs> the work we do in the Madhouse, so it drives important. people crazy all over the world, and it's important <laughs> yeah. work, and that's why we do it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, that's a fantastic, I love that take. He's so tired, he doesn't want to be there. You're, you seem like a nice fella, but the shirt is ugly. That's all I'm going to say. Get yourself a new one. <laughs> Don't make me squirt my flower onto it. Sit, Charisse, uh, get we know you broke your famous leg, and we wish you the best. We know you were in the hospital. We saw you couldn't be here tonight. A prayer's with you, Sid. <laughs> I want to thank Carly Quinn and Poison Ivy. The jokes didn't land. We know. Uh, female supervillains are not funny and they're not good at what they do, but oh, no. <laughs> thank you regardless. Jerry, thank you for no. trying regardless. Uh, yeah, it's. I think this guy deserves an Oscar for Joker as well. I'd like yeah. him to get an Oscar for Give theme him park. to everybody. I like this guy. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Dubai. The, um, yeah, so really quick, the th what ended up, why isn't any of this in... Universal, why isn't there a big committed Batman land? Because they were negotiating, as Jason said, not just for the DC characters, but for the Looney Tunes. That's a lot. Those are the the, the crown jewels in the Warner Empire. Um, and it came down to royalties. MCA wanted to pay them 6% uh, for royalties for their characters. Warner Brothers wanted 10. They eventually came down to 8. They got stuck at 8. That all, And this all led up to Sid Sheinberg from Universal saying to Terry Semmel from Warner Brothers, we don't need your fucking characters. <laughs> and that was the end of that um wow. yeah uh genuine quote apparently and uh yeah and then thus those walls are up forever because you i mean maybe not forever but you would have to think like, like it seems weird especially with marvel now like you're never going to see disney pair with dc that's not going to happen universal is the other catch-all that grabs entities from other uh, mega corporations like so shouldn't they end up with and especially now that they can't do any new marvel um i don't know okay will they ever make amends are we ever going to see anything really next level with batman in the states well, the timing made sense at the time. Disney MGM Studios, Universal Warner Brothers teaming up to take them on. But it would have been competing with Six Flag. Yeah, right. I, it's it's crazy because like we've talked Warner Brothers has flirted with doing stuff. They they know now as far as Harry Potter, like they should have had their own theme park that they could have plugged a crazy Harry Potter land into and then they would have gotten all the money for it. Yeah. But it's still like everything's a mess, you know, as far as like all the merger stuff happening and their TV and movies, everyone's mad. HBO Max movie. Like it seems like it's just a disaster. Like it seems like it's going to be years before they really figure out what's going on and either either like buy more interest in Six Flags and pump that stuff up or decide to just do their own thing, which would maybe be a better thing, maybe be a better idea. 
Um, but I don't know. It seems hopeless. It truly seems like we we need a hero right now, <laughs> and we don't have one. And our and the as we said at the beginning, our heroes are billionaires, and billionaires run these companies. So we need a hero billionaire looking out for the kids on the ground here right. who really want a really good Batman ride. And That's the, what the we're right saying. merger needs to happen to make it possible. Yeah, yeah we want more companies to merge. Yes, com- we love yeah. mergers. <laughs> and it, it's okay. It, it's it. It might not be the hero we deserve, but uh, you know, maybe it's the one we need. You know, right? All the okay. Yes, let's come by. <laughs> Disney should buy Warner Brothers and sick all the Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. Disney <laughs> Six Flags. Oh my gosh! <laughs> buy all of it. There should be two companies. Universal and Disney, the two theme park companies, and then that'll be it. And then Superman can be in WandaVision. And, and then, yeah, yeah. And then the other one, uh, I, I mean, I guess the HBO side is what? Well, no, Universal is one. Um, it's all going to be, I, I think like Rogan, Joe Rogan's just going to be the other company. And hopefully he <laughs> ah, starts right, right. theme parks. Uh, <laughs> right. That's where it's Joe all Joe Rogan's Spotify. Like yes, when he, when he ends up in the name, when it becomes right, Joe Rogan's Spotify, right. Um, so yeah, it's no, it's it's feels like the future is bleak. Maybe we'll get another like be- slightly better Justice League thing, but maybe not. Not probably in the future, especially because you know I'm sure Six Flags needs some money right now. Yeah. So, well, this is a can of worms and we're we're winding down, but I feel like we have to give a little we we have to attempt to talk about like, okay, so th- what if this all does get solved? Joe Rogan purchases the Batman mm-hmm. and makes a good ride out of it. Um, what uh what do we want? What's the Batman ride? What is the great Batman ride? <sighs> well, this is the toughest question because there's uh, so many eras, so many I I you know, there's like five or six things about things like of Batman stories that I love equally. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, the only thing I'd be concerned about is uh, I feel like his type isn't really fond of regulations. So may, he may end up making a Batman ride that leads to the creation of Batman-esque supervillains because something actually goes horribly wrong at a chemical plant or something. <laughs> so like he's got, so Joe Rogan has Ben Shapiro on an episode of his podcast and then Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro gets like into a, a chemical plant and there's an accident. He turns into yeah. like a super villain. Well, even if he takes yeah, him possible. on this new Batman ride, but he gives him DMT and then he gets, you know, mm. falls into the vat of, of hydraulic fluid <laughs> and, you know. All these he fucking takes, people like, do seem like <laughs> super villains waiting to happen. Like, like there are one mutation away. Wait, sorry, what were you saying, Mike? Oh, I was just saying Alex Jones is on the podcast podcast a lot. Like, there are all these different guys <laughs> that are like, yeah, what you're saying is one like chemical accident away from being a Batman villain. Yes. And we're aware of all of them. Like, we're seeing, we're, we know who all of them are. There are all these weird celebrities, and they are they're all merging like the the villains. And like, wait, wait a minute. Now there's a pair up between Gina Carano and Ben Shapiro. Like she's joined up in a Catwoman. Wait, wait them now? Um, yeah, and then just it all it takes is one spill, and then yeah, mm-hmm. and then they all can like jump really high. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> damn it. No, they all just got yeah. They all just like are like have the power of a grasshopper for some. No, reason. they all got Frogman powers. <laughs> and they're yeah. all gonna fight over who gets the Frogman outfit. 
Shapiro's uh, already like what's his fuck the um who's the scarecrow the Cillian Murphy um Killian Murphy oh, Dr. Yeah, Crane. Jonathan, Jonathan Dr. Jonathan Crane yeah Dr. yeah he's he's, he's, he's kind of like him already uh he's like kind of the you know he's a little more like the uh on the show Gotham their Edward Nigma I feel like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh-huh snivelly he's a guy. little more like that uh is, well the okay uh uh to, to not give these guys too much <laughs> of our time the because i was trying to think like okay there are there's obviously so you would we, of course you would want like a full land that all right here's batman forever world here's 66 world but right. in in lieu of that and maybe why be in lieu of that let's do that but i was trying to think like what genuinely is okay like because i think the closest ride the, i think my favorite of the ones we've talked about is that star tours analog batman returns era attraction but you're still missing some stuff you're like where are we we're in like a we're in a moving box theater where we are not is the batmobile and you talk about intimacy you talk about places mm-hmm. you want to be you want to be in the cockpit of the of the batmobile and maybe it doesn't make sense yes. to be with batman man although being with an animatronic in sort of a rise of the resistance way seems pretty cool but i was like earnestly i was thinking about how we've certainly complained about um millennium falcon smugglers run and i think the complaints are more about like what happens and like is the video game aspect of it really um is there enough payoff for it i think that that type of ride system where there's a bunch of little pods that you get in um Mm -hmm. i mean now with covid that's tougher but forget that uh um the idea that like there's a turntable and you can actually be in a little space instead of like doc built a big delorean for you like you want to be in the actual thing so if there was a a millennium falcon like a a similar setup to that that let a lot of people be in kind of a private batmobile and then you take a real like a gritty trip in the batmobile and maybe batman's piloting remotely sort of like doc in batman of the future i think that happens in one of the movies you could see villains you could not see villains maybe it's more about going to places than encountering characters i think a real a a very good batmobile ride is really the the key thing and that might be able to transcend what what era it's in because the batmobile never changes that much i feel like yeah yeah I, there's i think you ahead, could Jason. play with um like yeah if the batmobile if you are getting in the batmobile and you're going to batman a lot of these rides don't really utilize the like not seeing batman like batman being like stalking in the night so yeah. what if like he didn't show up until like halfway through the ride like at a big moment someone's about to get you and then he shows up and yeah. uh, helps. Um, yeah. The it, other thing pr- that these rides never do, uh, sorry, Mike, but is no, no. D- doing the other perspective where you are a bad guy being pursued by Batman and it becomes like a haunted house, right? like it becomes a horror ride. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I assume that's always like a problem. They're like, we can't make the guests be bad, be bad people. Yeah, can't but the villains are something. so exciting in Batman where, like, you want to team up with them, certainly. Well, it's, yeah, it's all about the villains for me. So I think, I think if we're, if, if I'm, if I'm thinking of what the ultimate just single Batman ride is, I obviously want separate rides for all the villains, for all the side characters, for Nightwing, for Damien Robin, Batman's 10 year old killer assassin son. I want separate stuff for all of them. But if I'm thinking of the thing that's going to, scratch most of the itches i think it's Ark- an arkham asylum ride Ooh. of some kind yep, yep yep where the bad guy it's like sort of the premise of the first 
PlayStation game. It's like the bad guys have taken control of Arkham. Maybe you're on sort of an Omnimover, like Rise of the Resistance type vehicle. That like, oh, you're going through, you know, this is a, you'll say you're, a, you're all scientists or you're all psychologists. You're taking a tour and then the villains have taken over. And I don't, I, w- I would say, you know, you do a ride vehicle like Rise of the Resistance, but it's somehow figure out a way to get that force feedback, that Indiana Jones movement, visceral, just to make man. it feel a little more chaotic. And then I don't even think it needs anything super thrilling other than just... You go into a room, there's a really great poison ivy animatronic, there's leaves, there's, uh, you know, plants coming through the room somehow with robot stuff, could be accentuated with screens, and you get, like, a 30-second, 45-second show scene with all your favorite villains, Batman is, with Jason's idea, Batman comes in maybe halfway through, Nightwing comes in, whoever, and it's like, and then there's a big finale, and I don't know, it could be a drop like at the end of Rise of It could be anything. I don't think that stuff is as important, though, as just really feeling like you've, you've been in the most immersive Batman experience as possible. And I feel like you need, you need those rooms with like practical things in them. It could be accentuated by screens, and part of it could be screens, but I think that would be awesome. And especially if it was tight, tight rooms. Because I think that's even cooler, like yeah. aspects of Rise of the Resistance where you feel like you're in a really small space feels really cool. That's really great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arkham's a great idea. And Arkham isn't like so, there's not like the cinematic depiction of it that you're right. tied to that you couldn't reinvent to, to some extent. Right. And you can have a scene where like somebody blows up the floor and you fall into the next show scene below you and then you zoom somewhere else. Like there's a lot of different ways you could have exciting stuff that doesn't necessarily need you to actually have a thrill element or go on a roller coaster but yeah you can make you can make the layout whatever you want it doesn't there's the video game but that's probably the most definitive version of arkham honestly that there is and batman's i think like an animatronic that's mainly in the suit so you you could sort of get away with the indiana jones effect if it's not harrison like if you're if he's mostly in shadow and and he just kind of is reminiscent of all of them in a way um I i think that works and yeah, and you could go like there's there's more iconic art styles. I mean, you could go full those Arkham games. The style of Batman and the villains, I think, loom pretty large now. You could go with that type of style. You could also just pick an artist, you know, Jim Lee or uh, any other current. I'm trying to think who else has been drawing uh, Batman. Greg Capullo has been drawing Batman. You yeah. could go with any of these like styles and see what works for robots. And as long as I think as long as it feels like it has a take, I think it's okay versus having like a particular iconic take. Now, would I also like getting the likeness rights to all the villains from the movies and putting them in this ride? Of course I would. Get Arnold, get Uma, get them all and make the animatronics look like them. That'd be awesome. Oh, get, uh, you get all, get Hathaway, get Eckert, like, sure. Get get, get Billy D. Get Billy D. We get two oh. two faces. You know, Billy oh, just right. Yeah. <laughs> Billy D. Was supposed to be Harvey. He was Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent in the original movie. Yeah. Supposed to be two face, but they. And Damon Wayne's right was supposed yes. to be Robin. I have yep. the. Whoa. They famously made the action figure and then painted it white and just put out a generic Robin action figure for uh, Batman Returns. But they were getting ready to like make the Damon Wayne's like action figure weird um, yeah, yeah. so bizarre I, I think the other stuff you, you i would like 
to a Wayne Manor or something in Wayne Manor, the Batcave, the roof with the bat signal and Commissioner Gordon, like... Oh, yeah, you gotta go up of, there, yeah. Yeah, those I think you can... I think people have a general idea, but I don't think there's, you know, um, the big computer... I, I, I think there's a lot of different versions of those things, but I think people would recognize most versions of those things. And uh, I think maybe, uh, you know, for people like us, I think having a, a walkthrough or an experience where we got to get a psychological evaluation from Dr. Chase Meridian would really be a nice capper for the trip for your day at the park where you got to explain to Chase what's going on with your life and your childhood. And this isn't but, like a uh, a high capacity attraction. Like you'd be, this would be you wouldn't like want to be sending so many people through. You would want this to be intimate. You want to make sure that you're locked yes. in and you have a good long moment with Doctor Chase Meridian. Well, it would be like um, it would be like meeting Mickey in Disney World, where there's multiple Chase rooms, and you don't get to see that those exist. Like you're saying with the Millennium Falcon, you know, you would just like go down and you would never know that there were multiple chases. So you, you could get a couple. That. She's all yours. Well, (laughs) yes, I think you would need to uh, rotate every other hour would have to be uh, meet and greet with uh, Sugar and Spice played by Drew Barrymore and Debbie (laughs) Mazar. Well, that's Jason. That's a different I think that's a different area of this of this hypothetical part. Okay. Well, uh, they're all in there. Yeah, you have you have your your opportunity to meet all the Batman forever babes. Yeah, (laughs) and then a different area where you just go up to the tube where Nora is being frozen, and you get to say Nora Nora. (laughs) as you're holding your hand against the tube. That's a different thing. That's a different part. (laughs) Insert a diamond that saves her that yeah. tur- like turns into a cure like I, all right you put it in and then like a bunch of tubes go by and then trip 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 she's cured <laughs> uh yeah so that's all these are all great ideas yeah the cure nora experience um right. people are dying for it let's uh merge as many companies as we need to in order to make this happen mm-hmm. um uh sounds good to me i guess we all survived podcast the ride batman the rides edition um boy hey that was pretty tidy that could have been a lot lot crazier but we still got to explore everything and we got to you know hey we got some stuff off our chest about our parents that i think dr chase meridian would be um, quite that won't be in. they did not get into the water stunt shows and we'll have to get to those at another time well obviously because- everyone's gonna tell us we missed a big part of batman theme park and you will tell us online do not Tell us in the gripes. We don't care about those anymore. Tell us on Twitter. <laughs> Turn that show your, off. Show yourself. Gripes is condemned. <laughs> like, the, like Arkham. We're yes. locking it up. Um, yeah. So you know what? Let us know if we, if we missed something uh, that you really like in Batman theme park lore. Uh, please tell us on social media using your names uh, on, on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at podcastthread at gmail.com. Uh, and hey, for three bonus episodes every month you can subscribe to podcast the ride the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride um and um yeah which one are you we're all gonna watch one tonight now what's it gonna be is it an episode of the show is it just are we are we going to hang out with sugar and spice again I have been really wanting to do. Ba- I have. Uh, I. I feel like I've been really wanting to watch the '66 Batman movie again. I haven't watched it in a year or two, so that might be the next Batman thing I watch. I could watch a Batman movie every day. I think, and that gets sick of it. I think I said this earlier in the pandemic. 
that I was yeah. just watching Batman Forever a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's and the longer it goes, all right, we're back around to that one. It's mm-hmm. Batman Forever mm-hmm. time again. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I'll no, watch the weird, good. you know, the weird like wrestling promo or something. I forget what it is where Adam West like post the series. Am, yes. I, am I crazy that it culminates in him? Some uh, wrestler or somebody says something weird to him and then he Jerry says, Lawler. oh, it's Jerry Lawler. Wow. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. There's some reason why Adam West in costume is to say, I've heard of your box. And I don't know why or <laughs> what? what it is. I don't know what leads to that, but I think that's what yeah. I'm going to watch. Yeah, Jason, have you seen that clip? No, I haven't. You sent it to me. All right, well, do you want to just play it right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> Let's go out on that. Let's All find right. that box part. I think it's this. Well, I'll have to edit it if it goes this way. Well, like just find the, yeah, yeah, find the best part, but we'll just watch it all together. Thanks for listening. Um, take it away, Adam and Jerry. Well, now he, you know, I, I've heard he's had his troubles with the Joker and the Penguin and Mr. Freeze, but he hadn't handled the king yet. And I got somebody in a box that I'm going to bring out here. In Usually allies, not adversaries. Make a Joker look like Mickey Mouse, I can tell you that. I've heard about your box. But <laughs> I want to say that that costume that you're wearing, if you are indeed the evil king of Memphis, has been stolen from a friend of mine, Soup. <laughs> Superman. I call him Soup. Right. And I think that Spider-Man, Spidey Baby, would probably object to... Excuse me? <laughs> By the way, looking at you, I don't think it's too late for you. I think it possibly, if you change some of your habits, some of your methods of wrestling, if you used your left and right turn indicator in your car, <laughs> did other things that people normally do, when they're polite and courteous and you weren't such a naughty, mean person, it wouldn't be too late for you. I think maybe we uh, we better settle this elsewhere. And uh, again, uh, both of I you are going to be Dr. at the... I got to get Dr. Frank in here anyway. Both of you are going to be down at the Cook Convention Center at the uh, car show all yes, this weekend. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can settle it there. Badman, appreciate you coming by. And, uh, Thank you very much. Hope He's you not a with nice a, with man. A here. No, he is not. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.